Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Right, right as I start recording, the, the heat turns on and a, and a, and a whirly bird goes by. That's, that's, that's what we call a helicopter. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2017, and this is the first episode. We had a little hiatus there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your break. I know. <laughs> I know. I somewhat did. I was home for, the, for Christmas. That was, that was fine, right? That was fine. But it's good to be home, and it's good to be back. And Andy, uh, what a killer episode. I can't wait to get to it. As I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. A couple things to plug up top. First of all, our wonderful, loyal sponsor, Squarespace, is back with the new year, whether you know you know this or you're setting new goals, starting a business, changing a career, or launching a creative project. Squarespace gives you the powerful and beautiful online platform from which to make your next move known to the world. With Squarespace, people can lock down their next move idea with a unique, 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 unique domain and create a website to launch their idea, a portfolio to get their project out there, an online store to officially open for business, and more. So start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace.com. Make your next move and use offer code WEIRD. Um, we'll actually talk a little bit about uh, Squarespace more in, 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 in what am I, Jeff Goldblum, in just a second. A couple other tiny things to plug before I do. Uh, January 31st, me and Rob Bell, my dear, dear friend, uh, are doing a show here in L.A. at Largo. Uh, so largo-la.com for tickets to that. Be sure to check that out. Also, I have a new website that has all of the T-shirts that we've ever sold on here, some mugs and stickers as well, including, you didn't hear it from me, Maybe some T-shirts that got discontinued might have popped back when this website came back. So those will be available as long as they're available with a wink-wink and a nudge-nudge. Go to store.petehomes.com. It's just my website with the word store in front of it. Store.petehomes.com, and, uh, and you'll be able to get whatever, whatever your T-shirt needs might be. Huh? That sounds exciting. And uh, I also always love to tell you about... I just took some, actually. I just took some of my Charlotte's Web. It is a CBD oil. It's made from hemp. Sometimes people think that means I'm selling weed on the podcast. It's not like THC in that it's non-psychoactive. This is what I've been looking for, which is why I reached out to them. And I was like, I know you guys can't advertise on Twitter and Facebook because they're kind of prudes in that way, those websites. I was like, podcasts. We can get the word out about this product through podcasts because this is completely functional. It makes you kind of get a wonderful, nice glow, but you can read, you can have a conversation. I've taken it before shows. There's absolutely no uh, fogginess or anything that would be uh, debilitating in any way. Just a good, clean, clear, happy glow that I love. I started taking it when Louie Anderson introduced it to, uh, I have a thing on my hand that was uncomfortable. My wrist that, sorry, it's not really my wrist. It's more like the palm of my hand. It doesn't hurt anymore, is my point. I'm happy about that. Found something that makes it comfortable so I can live my life. It also makes me drink less. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I may drink alcohol, have a glass of wine just because I'm aching in some way. I have a headache or some sort of crick in my neck. I take a little of this oil. It's completely natural. It's from a plant, which I love. Why would I take some pharmaceutical when I can just take a nice plant? You get it. 
It's great for long flights, less fidgety in my seat. Anytime when I have to be seated for a long time, I take a lot of this stuff. Ships legally to 50, all 50 states. Uh, so go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use the promo, you made it weird. I believe it's all caps. You made it weird for 10% off, which is pretty sweet. Uh, so check that out. This is my, this, this is my shit. This is my shit. And as I mentioned... Let's not forget about Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace, for giving us a way to create a beautiful website or online store with an award-winning template. Their uh, award-winning templates are the most beautiful way to present your ideas online, so create a beautiful website with Squarespace's all-in-one platform. Nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever, and they provide award-winning 24-7 customer support. They offer a unique domain experience that, that is fully transparent and simple, simple to set up. Squarespace is used by, I'm, I'm listening to, my dad made a porno, so I'm speaking almost exclusively in a London accent. Squarespace is used by a range of uh, creative types, people, businesses, musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. So if you need a website, and chances are you do, make your next website, make your next move with a beautiful website, make your next move with a creative, unique domain. Get into it. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD for 10% off your first Spurches. Spurches? I was doing so well. I want you to keep that in, Katie. Don't you edit this ad. It's human. It's real. And I want them to get 10% off their first purchase. Squarespace, make your next move. Thank you for your support of this podcast, guys. Get a, uh, get a podcast. Get a website through squarespace.com slash weird and show your support of this show. All right, guys. Enjoy uh, Andy Richter. Hope to see you on the 31st at Largo. Hope you get some t-shirts at store.peteholmes.com. And that's it. And Charlotte's Web, that promo code still works. I have used it. CWHemp.com slash weird. Get into Andy Richter. That sounds weird. Guys, get into Andy Richter. Come on up. Do you need a bathroom? What? Do you need a bathroom, buddy? Oh, I think that it sounds like it's some sort of deviant thing you're waiting for. <laughs> Do you want to clean up? Do you want to pee pee on me? I have a cold, so I won't shake, but this is Aristotle. Hi, Aristotle. Nice to meet you. And this is the guest chair, if you don't mind. Are you actually Greek? No. Really? Just parents that were into philosophy. Yeah, I never asked. Is that why? That's my mom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I sometimes confuse it with uh, Archimedes from Sword in the Stone. Anybody? Well, that's where I want you to... Could you... Would you... Would you mind... Already the demand. Why don't I just lay on the dog bed if you're going to order me around? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. How are you? Did you avoid this cold? Uh, yeah, kind of. I feel like there's a Los Angeles I, I cold. Know. Yeah, I, um, no, my family's been sick. And, uh, can I move this out? Just of course, bit? we can move the whole thing. Uh, my family has been sick. My wife was ill for a while, but I just kind of missed it. Or I might have, you know how, I think sometimes you get a mild version of it. Yep. You know, because I had a couple of days where I was like, I feel like I kind of have a sore throat. Maybe I'm getting that cold, and then it just never really I love happened. It. You well, know? what is the, uh, see, Valerie, you've met my lady, Valerie. Yes. And she hasn't gotten it. Yeah. And we don't, we don't cease the smooching. Right, right. And we just kind of, it's one of, it's like, it's like the last one of the few remaining folklores is that we're like the power of love yeah, will protect yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, like, no. you'd be more likely to get it if you were like hiding from me like Dracula from sunlight. Yes. Then you'd get it. Right, right. It's, it's like Steve Martin says in his book, there's like the show business cold. I'm sure you experienced this because you are in the daily 
You're in the the volume business. Yes. So have you experienced the phenomenon that he writes about in Born Standing Up of your body knows you can't get sick, and then as soon as you hit break or whatever, a long weekend, yeah. it's like, here, enjoy, yeah, yeah. enjoy a fever. Yes, I think that's good. But I think, I don't think that, yeah, I think that uh, that's not particular to show business. I think that, that happens just Absolutely with not. people where they feel it, it, it in demand, you know, yeah. like in a high-stress kind of yeah, you're you know, adrenalized. Thing. Yeah, you're yeah. On, you're like perched. Yes, you can't get yes. cold if you're all tense, like, right. a, like a bird. Well, and I've done I've done the Conan show with uh with a fever, you know, like feeling really shitty. I I have never. I'm pretty sure I have never been sick enough to not do it to not do the Conan show, and I've done the show pretty sick, probably where it was probably irresponsible of me <laughs> to do it, but. Um, do they have? Do they have like a white glove? No one get Conan sick, or if you did, they'd be kind of like looking at you cross. He kind, but not really. Not really. Not really. I think once. I think anybody. You have to be a real. <laughs> you have to really have your head up, up your own ass. If you if you're still like that and you have children, because oh. having children just you. Because I was just at a party and everyone was like, "Relax, we all have yes. children." Yes. And I was like, oh, because they're like sneezing yeah. and they there is, you with the you are, you are covered with fluids, <laughs> you know, and, and you can't, I mean, they're just constantly in your face. My daughter's 11 and there's still kind of like where I'll just be sitting there somewhere and she'll, out of my periphery, a hand will dart shoving some kind of food she wants me to eat into my mouth. Like, <laughs> You know, like, what the fuck? I, you know, come on. Like but a, let me at least see what it is you're shoving in my mouth. Here, try this. One of the you great, know. yeah, yeah. Humbling things. It's like a delicious The Ring. Yes. Is having an 11 year old. And an 11 year and in an 11 year old, too, you will, you will note uh, just how there's, she still is not hygienic in any way. Is that but, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember I, being real gross. Yeah, like there's times where like I'll touch her hand and it's just like, what the? F-? Yeah, you know, were you yeah. smearing peanut butter on the floor? Yeah. Are you, uh, you know, the in the stick- dog bed? You know, it's just like <laughs> it's sticky and hairy, and there's yeah. like, like, what have you been doing? What is this, Home Alone too? Yeah, yeah. Sticky bandits reference. <laughs> Very nice. I, <laughs> oh right. I wouldn't even the have gotten that. Bandits. They reference the sticky bandits in the night before. Oh, uh, did you see the night before? Uh uh-uh. uh That's all right. All right. <laughs> no, I like it. I mean, it's all right that you didn't see. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, having kids, I have to assume, helps in a huge way to not. Is it a good um, counterpart to show business? Because show business, is oh, absolutely, like, it's the you, absolutely, time. it's the you time. Yeah, and here comes sticky hands. Well, and also show business is very, very important. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> and then you have children, and you realize, oh, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. virtually the biggest fucking movie in the world is ridiculous. <laughs> It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, just, uh, you know. It's um, a puppet show. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. puppet show and it's stupid. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm on a talk show, so name dropping is part of what I do. But like yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal was on just recently. He's scary. Uh, no, he's not. Nah, he's, actually, he's, he's scary. He's actually lovely. He's he really is intensity. Great. No, no, but he's not. I'm not starting beef with Jake, right, right, but right. I'm thinking about like <laughs> scary Jake. No, I know. Let's make it a compliment. But you know what? He can be scary. Yes, you know absolutely. He can be funny. Well, Ryan, he, Go- I, I, he and Ryan Gosling, I, I absolutely love both of them in terms of just like who they are as people and who they are you know, as actors. Okay. I mean, and I, this is this is in my. Well, we're going to talk about that. This is in my. Uh, 
you know, my very limited sort of. Sure. I'm not saying we're bosom buddies, but yeah. I'm saying that I have been around them in a setting to get a to, to vibe a informality and a casualness to them. A soul that, assessment. Yeah, that speaks to them being regular nice people. And Jake, Jell- he seems of. so, well, they're both, both those guys yeah. are a level of fit. Yes. And I love Ryan Gosling. It's yes. kind of a joke that yes, I love yes. Ryan Gosling. But they're a level of fit that makes me concerned that there's nothing there. I don't believe that with uh, Ryan because I think he's incredible. Yeah. But when I see Jake, I just see he reminds me of people that bullied me. Again, I don't right, really start a right, beef. Right, right, right. But he kind of looks Bostonian they when he has all a shaved head. I'm like, get that. away from me. They all have to do that. And they, uh, like, you know, like Chris Pratt was just on the show. And Chris, you don't. You're a Pratt. Chris Pratt does not get more sort of. He's guardian of the galaxy. Yeah, he's the guardian of the galaxy. But he also, too, is like, he's, uh, you know, he's a hick. He's like a lovable hick. Yeah. Who, left to his, his own devices, he would be a big fatso. Yeah. Like, to, you know, <laughs> he but, wants to be yeah, but, but all of a sudden people were just like, hey, you know, you're a movie star. And part of being a movie star <laughs> is being. You think? Yeah. Is being, is Get being buff. like a specimen. Yeah. So if you want to continue, you know, you can, you can be a fatty and you can just order all your clothes from the Cabela's catalog <laughs> or. You can do this. You can do this very specific kind of behavior Capellas. that we will facilitate, <laughs> yes. and that we will pay for, and that you will be surrounded by enablers that who will keep you, you a, a, a specimen. Yeah, and and you think he for, has that? And, absolutely. Because and for doing that, we will give you hundreds, you know, possibly hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Okay. You know. And now he's got to do it. Even and he do it. He'd rather yeah. be eating Frito I, pie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I in my in my own life, <laughs> I am fully aware. I made a joke on Twitter, uh, in which you know, and I don't, I don't have a, I'm pretty comfortable uh, with myself. Yeah. I don't think of myself as like some kind of Yoda or not Yoda. What are the Boba? You know, the big fat one in Star Wars. Yoda you know? fat. What's what's the big fat one? But, uh, Jabba, Jabba. I don't I'm not think one of those like, Jib Jabba. Yeah, yeah, I'm not one of those Jim Jammers. Uh, <laughs> Jim Jammer the hot. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't think of myself as like some kind of repulsive yeah. bag of pudding. No. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm not crazy about my physicality, but I I can live with myself, but and you I feel don't like have... I'm, I feel like I'm a uh, you know I don't I feel like I am a lovable fuckable human being. There you go, and that's but, something you should say in the mirror every day. Yes. <laughs> I am a lovable, fuckable yeah. human and being. and I and I do and I and I have enough of a enough self confidence to feel like, hey, if people don't want some of this, they're missing out. Yeah, and I don't yeah, mean yeah, fucking yeah. me. I mean like just right. I'm a, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a lot of fun. If you soul it you know, as Andy, yeah. they take a moment yeah. to take your pulse and they go, yeah, they fuck them, bye, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Did you always have that or did you have to no, work No, no, it's that? taken, it's taken, did, uh, it's when taken did, work. When did that feather land on you? Um, uh. Recently or a decade ago? It's, it's, it still is, you know, it's still hovering above, sure. you know, it's close enough that I can, and it also sometimes, uh, sometimes it settles and then other times it like 
gets blown about 30 feet in the right, air. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, some, some days I am a piece of shit. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, uh, but no, it's been, it's been, it's been years. It's been, I, you know, it's, since I've really felt like a grown up, which has probably been the last 10 years yeah. or so, you know. Was there something or someone that helped you get? Because I'm very just interested. Therapy, in that, yeah. therapy. Was it therapy? therapy? Talk therapy. Therapy, therapy, therapy. Just therapy. chatting. Just chatting, chatting, with a, chatting with a doctor. Chatting, uh, <laughs> being part of a 22 year long marriage uh, that takes uh, work and. Uh, that is still very strong. And, you mean and, that exposed things in you? Yes. And, yeah. Yes, and that is that is like that is your emotional. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but I'm saying that for me, being married has been like my emotional, spiritual, psychic gym, mm. and it's where it's where uh, and 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 combined with therapy. But um, you're seeing it as like an active thing, which is exciting for me because a lot of relationships. I'm not even talking about marriages. I'm just just saying relationships. People mm-hmm. will hit a plateau. But when I just in the little you've been talking about your marriage, you're seeing it as a gym, something that oh yes. I can work on this. This yes, is yes. uncomfortable. Yes. But why? Absolutely. Why is it uncomfortable? Right. And wait. <clears throat> oh, she's right, or right. I'm I'm right, or she's wrong, or right, right. being open and malleable. Mm-hmm. That makes it sound like an adventure. Which yes. I, I know it doesn't always. It's not always pleasant. But let's be honest. When Indiana Jones was running from that boulder, he wasn't like this is great cinema. Yeah, yeah. He was just like ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's um. No, it's just it's great. It's a it's a great uh, thing to be. Oh, but I want to go back to, yeah, to go the where bat you want. thing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I said and I, I said the the thing that I tweeted was uh, I'm uh, you know I'm comfortable with myself, but I'm I understand that if I lost 30 pounds, I'd get a lot more acting roles playing the fat guy. Oh, and you think yeah, you're yeah. 30 over? Movie, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm too fat to be cast in a lot. You know, of I was just thinking about this today. Yeah. Because, uh, okay. Because you can't, you honestly, especially as a man who's a character actor, like I'm. Like I'm never gonna be cast as the fuckable guy. I'm never gonna like when I take my shirt off in a movie. It is prop humor. It is not like ooh, let's let's think about this human being in a right. sexual right. kind of it's you know idealized, effect. objectified way. It's like oh my god, that guy should be ashamed right. to take this to show his body. But I often see. <clears throat> I think I was just thinking about this last night watching a movie, and I was like, there's. Uh, Different morphs. Have you heard about this? There's like endomorphs. Yeah, sure, sure. Ectomorph and and mesomorph. Yeah. I always get figure. I can't figure out which is which. I forget. I also forget. So yeah, yeah. We're in the same. I'm the I'm the big one. I'm the cast iron skeleton. The like the pair. Yeah. I'm the one that like even when I lose weight, uh, I can't I can't button regular shirts around my wrists (laughs) because my wrists are you know. Like I have bear DNA in me or something. I like, you know, you know? what I get. Or, or a hat. I can't wear human hats. Human hats. My fucking head is so fucking That's big. So, but yeah. here's my point. Guys like you and, and me, like even at my fittest, I would still be what I, and I say this with no judgment, it's just like TV fat. Yes. And you'll absolutely. see, I was watching a movie with a young lady and she was in my brain. You ever catch a glimpse of your stupid movie brain? You go, oh, fat lady. Yeah, yeah. And then I looked at her again, and I was like, this woman is not Mm-mm. fat at all. Normal lady. Not Like, I would even put her normal oh, to, right. like, yeah, slight, yeah. but her build was, no matter what, you will be fat. Yeah, it's yeah. like when you see, like, a, t- a traditionally fat actor lose a certain amount of weight, you're still like, he's still a fat guy. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Or we don't really like it. Right. We don't care for well, it. Well, uh, yeah, it is like, yeah, no, people really don't like it. And then it's like... <laughs> I mean, and I real I'm actually, you know, I, I I'm still, 
you know, in the last probably six months, I've been on a much more kind of active attempt to lose weight and just be better, uh, which is like one of my simple, I have, you know, simple mottos. And one of them is be better, be better, just be better. And that because it never stops, it never stops. That's great. It never stops. Again, Andy, we've hit the plateau. Yeah. I, I talk about this in my own life and with my friends all the time where I'm like, it's just about not stopping. Yeah. It's just about not stopping. I hate when people go, sorry, I'm just a bad listener. Oh, I know. Work on it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just, I right, can't right, right. get into books. Sorry, that's how I feel. Exactly. Oh, the thing that you felt, that you, that you just said that felt like you smeared shit on my face? Yeah. Sorry, it's just how I feel. <laughs> well, you know what? You need to take a little responsibility for how Work how those it. words land in my fucking ears. Because yes. we are a social ape. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo. we are a kind of ape where when we do things, it matters to the other right. apes in and our group. And we're improvable apes. Yeah. Keep accepting yeah. the software yeah, get updates. Get better, be better. Get just, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even read the licensing yeah, agreement. Yeah. Click agree, yeah. take the update. It might yeah. be a little wonky for a while. I completely agree. Yeah. And that is something that you're working on. I like Yeah, it. it's I'm working on it and I'm trying to lose some weight. But it's not you're so that much. Chicago. You're that I I don't want to compare you to Farley, but that same sort of like there, that's like you're. Oh you're yeah, a yeah. Firm, uh, muscly, uh, fat guy. Well, yeah. You know I'm, what I'm saying. Well, I'm, no, I'm I, yeah. the term fat guy. TV Listen, no, fat. I know, I know, and that's why I say like TV even fat. if I, even if I lose a, and that's why that's what I meant in that tweet is like I'm never gonna not be the fat guy. What I'm was always the tweet gonna again? be. The, How am I forgetting? What oh, the tweet I just was? said I said if I lose thirty pounds, I'll still get. Oh, I'll that's just right, get a lot more right, roles right. as a fat guy. <laughs> and that's what like I know I know you know people. Peers of mine about my same age who are comic character actors who you, they can't lose enough weight. You can't be thin, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is somebody, there's somebody like uh, John Goodman, you know, he just was on SNL and he lost a ton of weight. And it does look, it's it's jarring yeah. to see him. And also there's. It's like when Jonah Hill lost. Yeah. A ton of and weight. there's a lot of flesh, especially like John Goodman's older. So. Right. There's a lot of skin hanging off his head, you know. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah. and so it is like, wow, he's lost a lot of weight, and it's not like, and I think I know where it is. Yeah, it's not when you, it's not when you're younger and you lose a lot of weight. It just kind of, right? Like as you get older, yeah. Like if you I if still. I lose another, if I lose, like I I lost probably 15 pounds in the last six months, and I'm you know I'm doing it slowly because I just I. I was on one of those delivery diets, you know, where they bring food to your house every uh-huh. day. And oh, I thought I'm they actually... were making you deliver food on foot. Yes, they are. That's part of the. That's my cardio. I just I bake I bake things I can't eat and then deliver them to other people and other really fat people. Yeah, and you um, give them a look of shame yeah. as you go. Right? No, uh, it's yeah. envy. Yeah, it's, I, wish, I wish I was you. I do love walking by a CrossFit. I will say that. <laughs> and if I'm eating something, I enjoy. I know that's kind of a hack premise, like standing in front of a gym, but it is a good feeling. There's yeah. CrossFit yeah. in my neighborhood and walking by it, sipping some sort of thickened beverage. Yes, yes. Is, is a wonderful moment for me. Yes, yes. Like, what are you guys preparing for? <laughs> but they're looking at me like, what am I preparing yeah, for? Yeah. A long winter? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, am I, I going to lie right. down and burn that off yeah. for three months? Or where, you know, to me, it always feels like it's kind of like, uh, like, and, the, and this is, you know, this is my projection, but like the people that are in the, you know, 
in the dance class as I walk by sweating and dancing or the spin <laughs> class, you know, yep. Uh, yep. spinning, spinning, spinning. Yeah, literally um, going nowhere. Yeah, I just, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I always feel like they're thinking, like, you know, like where, what happened to your natural disgust, self-disgust yeah. levels? Yeah. Like what happened to them? Right. Are you, how, how do you do that? And it's like, man. I do. I, I wonder how much of exercising is just the feeling that you exercise the rest of the day. And that is beneficial. Yes. The days that I exercise, I'm like, oh, I exercise, damn it. I have never been, I have never reached the, though, uh, like, boy, this feels good. <laughs> every every fiber of my being I, and i've been i i go to the gym i'm not i don't do cardio as much as i should that's because that really that's it is that thing of where i just feel like you're gonna i'm standing in one spot you yeah. know like just Some people can't jumping the, up and down and well and i have bad knees so i Maybe i, I could jump go, in the ocean i could go hiking and there's i mean there's all <laughs> kinds of shit i could do but there's also like there's also other things that i could do in that time that yeah. i that i enjoy more right like you know not hiking. Reading. <laughs> or, yeah. Or not hiking. You know, or, I, sometimes I'll walk and listen to an audio book, then you're doing books. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you know what? I, I, I mean, I'm all this shit is like, I know, I, I know. know. But that's another one of the things that I always come back to is I like, we know what we ought to be doing and we don't do yes. it. Yes. That's well, so interesting. And today. I've been going to the gym for years. I've been working out with a trainer because that's what I need to do. I need to pay someone who will be waiting well, for me there. Well, this brings us back to Jake. Someone that goes. Uh, yes. Come on, yes. man. And that's and I and I, and it's a it's a complete sort of privilege of me making a good living is that I can pay someone to be at a gym, and also because then too I don't have to remember anything, like they you know yeah like I don't, they just say hold these and do this yeah and then when they call it something when they call you know like. Do the reverse double under crunch. I'm like, I don't remember what that is. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't reserved any brain space for the reverse. So you're double just under tuned crunch. out. You're just yeah. completely tuned out. And Some people smoke the marijuana while they work out because, for that reason, they can't. I I've only tried that once, and it was it marijuana was or not, working out. Ma well. No marijuana, <laughs> marijuana and working out together, and it was uh, it was unpleasant. It was un, it was a waste of both. <laughs> uh, it was not good. Um, I can't imagine it. Oh, it was just I just was like just you know doing lots of things like thinking like wait I think. I think getting high raises your blood pressure. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Am I going to bring on some kind of episode? What the fuck? Okay, just relax. You know, just yeah. extra, just all yeah, kinds yeah. of extra shit. Look at all the people staring yeah. at lights. It just felt like for this workout, I'm going to put a pebble in my shoe. Yeah, that's you know, not good. It that's, just was that, not that's good. Does not help. Does not help. Um, but I, I, you know, I've been doing. Uh, I, I forget why I was bringing up uh, the working uh, out, but I've been doing it. You need a trainer. It. Yeah, I need Is that a, at the lot? Do they have Yeah, yeah, I go the to lot? the Warner Brothers gym, and, and it's it's helpful. Uh, then I just feel like I, I had a trainer once in my life. I was a young man, and I just felt like I was letting him down when I when I would quit. And then it often make me do something, and he's like, and you can do this. You know, on the other days when we're not together, right, I'm right, like, right. dude, I'm, the second you turn your back, I'm yeah, going to yeah, stop yeah. climbing this fake wall. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I can't. I don't want to climb walls. I, I want to not be fat. I uh, he we. I mean, my, I've had the same trainer for a long time, and and he male? we have a male, male, male. and we have uh, How's a he good looking? relationship. Oh, he's fucking ridiculously fit. <laughs> really, and he's one of those people too that will. <laughs> It'd be great if he was just kind of a no. little better shape than you. No, well, you know what? There <laughs> are there are there are trainers, and I've heard <laughs> like there are trainers that I've seen that like they're not 
you know, they're like, they're fit people, but they're normal people. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. like, and I do, I don't think you have to be. They're not horse people. Yeah, they're not, you know, they're just, they're like in good shape and they, then they work out themselves, yeah. but they also kind of like aren't on some ridiculous diet. Right. They're not trying to see every abdominal muscle that they have. Right. Um, the ones next to the ones. Yeah. But see my trainer too, my trainer truly enjoys, enjoys, Exercise. uh, exercising and he will exercise along with me in addition to his own personal workout and then with most of his clients i think so he's kind of he working he's kind of working out all day long you know what i like and I, i've said this on stage once yeah. or twice is i love sitting on my couch and thinking about how one day <laughs> i'll get in really really yeah, yeah it might be my favorite thing to do have right, a glass right. of wine and just be like oh man i just go at it hard uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always fantasizing yeah. about like, tomorrow I'm just going to get up and do this and this and this and then I'll read instead I used of TV. To, I and... used to have the fantasy that like uh, like I remember there was uh, John Favreau got hired to play a boxer. I can't remember which boxer. He was you know? in some movie. Was it Friends? Huh? Friends? No, it was a movie. It was he, John Favreau played like Rocky Marciano or somebody like that. Oh really? In a movie. Huh. And I think like Famka Johnson played his his female lead. And I've known John Favreau forever. I mean, we did improv together back in Chicago. Is that right? I yeah, yeah. And he improv. and he That's got, why he's so funny. He got super fit to That's... be in that to be in that uh movie. And I and I always had this fantasy like maybe someone will hire me to play a boxer and then yeah. they'll just like and then I'll basically be put into some sort of like work camp situation that will force me to get fit yeah. because I'll be getting paid by I, a movie studio. And now I've I've I'm fifty years old. Uh, I have disavowed myself. I would that. guess you were early forties. Oh, well, for thank sure. you. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. I, I was I wasn't just going to butter your bread there, but. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's because it's the new year, but I'm like, I need to like write myself a letter or something. You know what I uh -huh. mean? Where it's like, dear Pete, you, you need to be in better shape because it makes you so happy. Yeah, yeah, Listen yeah. to me, Pete. Like some sort of contract. Because I've even had the thing where like when we did the season of the show that we did, I was like, I want to play younger. So I, I remember that. Weight. Yeah, yeah. And then I, my whole life I fantasized about having to lose weight for a part. And then I was like, this doesn't make it any easier at right, all. Right, <laughs> Like, right. I thought it would. Yeah. I really thought it would. But I'm so fascinated in the will for some reason after a breakup, after someone dies, after you come into some money or whatever it might be. I don't know why I threw the money one in. I just right. needed three examples. For some reason, your will to do something goes through the roof. Yeah. Maybe when you have kids. I don't know. Well, the, yeah. I, well, there's definitely you want to live. When you have children, yeah, and I can't. Uh, Isn't that funny? And and to be honest, you know, I I it's would like buying a plant that's going to live. Yeah, for but I mean, but even years. so, I think even after having children, you know, like I have had, and this is, <sighs> and this is just, you know, you know, I I've had lifelong depression issues. I'm medicated for it. Been medicated for it for many years, and I think just part and parcel of having that, and it's. I don't say it as like because it's such a sad tragedy. It's just a fact of life. Is yep. that like um, mortality to me? I always kind of had sort of an indifference towards it. Is like, that right? Oh yeah, yeah. The notion of like getting hit by a bus is kind of like eh. 
The big sleep. Yeah, that wouldn't be so bad. The big you know? sleep. Yeah, and you can joke about it. And, and I mean, and of course, there's something profoundly sad about it. But but it's you know, it's it's like well, you're a, kind of fatalist about it. It's just a it's a it's a lump you carry around with you, and you're like, yeah, that's one that's day just there. you're gonna pick up a stone. You're gonna be on a hike. I, I don't mean literally. Does this have to? It's not a hike. It's a it's a All level right. hike. You're right. on a wall. Can it be a on a beach? It's How about a it's on a beach? Okay, it's on a beach. Okay. And you see a shiny pebble on the right. ground, and you pick it up, and when you do, 3,000 tons of sand just slide <laughs> on top of you, <laughs> and that's death. All right. And that doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. I will say, to relate to those feelings, I, I, I haven't been diagnosed with anything, but like any human person, we all deal with feelings of anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. For me, depression or anxiety, kind of similar, feel like this again. This again? Yeah, yeah. You're getting out, you ever brush your teeth and you're like, this again? Yeah, yeah. And I have to just do this later? Yeah, yeah. Or eating. I sometimes think eating can be so depressing. It's like, I need this energy oh, yeah, yeah. for later. No, definitely, definitely. Eating. And that's why we make it so social and, and Mario and, Batali comes out and puts mm-hmm. cheese on your plate because it's fucking sad. You're like, if yeah. I don't do this, I run out. It's also fucking loaded. I mean, eating is the most loaded thing, you know. You mean for, being like love and being yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll show them, I, you know, I do deserve good things. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and it's like. That's you know, so relatable to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eating for me was. I mean, my mother loved me in other ways, but the food was a big one. Yes. Almost to a Jewish mother extent was like, eat the food. And I was like, I'm a, I'm a full boy. And then, yeah, you, yeah. and then you sleep. I'd go to bed at like 8.30 until I was like 19. <laughs> I'd just eat so much and be like, all right. Yeah, because yeah. Because it was the feeling of wanting the sand to hit Right, me. right. I just kind of wanted out of the house. And what am I going to do? I smoke a pipe? What, yeah. Am I going to write a novel? I'm, I'm 15 years old yeah. in a house of yelling yeah, yeah. parents. Yes, yes. I'm going to no, eat I, and I'm yeah, going to go yeah. to bed. Right. I remember seeing your photo up. I lived down the street from the Lincoln Restaurant uh-huh. on Levitt Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would walk to the to the Lincoln and have breakfast there. I'd get that the potato That was one of my pancakes. regular one of my regular haunts. And in fact, and I re- you're, I remember the booth you were over you and Conan eating some sort of scramble. In fact, one of my absolute low points. Um, I uh, pawned my high school ring, at, or I guess just sold it. Uh, my, you know, my Yorkville high school ring, which was gold, you know, and yeah. uh, and went and bought a meal at the Lincoln. Wait, uh, yeah, because wh- I hadn't you... eaten in like a day and a half. What was going on? This, I just was. I was doing. I was doing story. improv, and I was just. Broke. I was absolutely broke. I was absolutely broke. I had. I had. Uh, I had graduated from Columbia College in film school, and I worked for a couple of years uh, as a production assistant. And then, um, did you know someone? Uh, no, no. You just applied for a production assistant? Oh no, I just I you, I worked freelance for different places. While I was in Columbia, I got uh, in Columbia College. I got an internship at a production company through the school. Oh, okay. Um, uh, that made television commercials, and I worked for them. I worked for them for. It was supposed to be you know, a semester and it ended up being stretched out that I worked for them for free for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I started working for them. Uh, That's funny because your generation, you're you're too young for it, but almost your generation plus 15 years yeah. is the one that gets pegged as not understanding the unpaid internship. Like, have you seen any of those memes that kids, uh, like the millennials post these days about how everyone's like, go get a job and then we get unpaid internships and no one understands. Right, right. There you are. You're doing it. You yes. understand. 
Um, yeah, no, it's a racket. I, it is. It, it definitely is a racket, and it's unfair. And I do think that. I do think that. Um, although, although I don't know um, if you if you got an internship at a at a production company, I don't know the legality as it stands now. If you were paid a minimum wage, mm. how you would then also get school credit, right? Because the the school credit. I, I I mean I don't know about it, and there's right. a lot of people that get really really worked up about it. Yeah, for sure. But the fact is, too, there's also a kind of natural filtration process to it, which is in an industry in which it is a seller's market in terms of in terms of positions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that want to get jobs in the entertainment industry, and there's only so many positions. And one of the filtering processes is grit. Is is yeah? How much are how much are you willing to take? And we how were just much, talking about this. And how much are you willing to do? And just keep your fucking mouth shut. My and problem just work. with God, I love it. My you problem know. with Doctor Strange. I have a lot of problems with uh-huh. Doctor Strange. I haven't Strange. seen it yet, but I'm, I'm waiting for it to come to Apple TV or whatever. No spoiler. Uh huh. It's just it's, it's in the strange. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the preview, so it's not a spoiler. Right. Li- he goes and he's like, I'm curious about the world of mysticism. And then Tilda Swinton punches into him, literally punches him into a transcendent, full-on LSD hallucination, out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. And he's converted. And I'm like, that means nothing to me. The Karate Kid, where he goes, he goes, I want to learn karate. And he goes, clean my yard. That's discipline. That's the story we should be telling. You don't get punched into the astral yes. plane. I don't like that story. Yeah, yeah, He didn't earn it. He didn't even prove his worth. He was just like, hi, my hands don't work, and I'm wondering if this will help. And she's like, it definitely will. Something that like would have converted my great-great-great-great-grandfather, who probably thought the world was rocks and, yeah, yeah. and unfairness. Yeah, she yeah. could have touched him and been like, oh, we're spirit and we're infinity. Right. And I was like, that's what I don't like. But implicit in that story wouldn't have been that she was somehow sensing that he had something special. Wait, Isn't that always? I know you work on the Warner Brothers lab, but you have to like Doctor Strange. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, because I don't, I don't know that much about Doctor Strange. Me neither. I don't know that much about like, but, but about comic books and superheroes. And I'm kind of like, and I'm. I not barely in, know anything about. Doctor I'm not in the right place to say it, but I, <laughs> I think enough already. Somebody just picked up a red phone down there. There's I a non fan. I keep saying like, uh, I, I keep saying. Oh, this is fun, and they're all wearing their jammies. <laughs> Isn't that great? They yeah. all have special powers, and they're in their jammies. <laughs> and Doctor Strange has a big red cape. Oh, a cape, sure. Which is you like need, a blanket. You need one of those. Turn it around. It's uh-huh. a blanket. You're getting a haircut. Oh, so chilly. <laughs> what I'm saying is, to your point of interns, and this is a problem that our, uh, are you a UCB fellow? I am. Or Groundlings? Uh, UCB. UCB. So UCB, UCB runs uh, UCB, that? but I mean, I... Uh, I was already on the Conan show when UCB came to New York and started there. But I feel like I'm, you know, I'm part of the family because I've been doing stuff with them and for them for years and years. Well, we don't have to have a huge discussion about it, but they run into that thing too. One is, at what point is it unfair to have us paying for classes and we're doing shows and, like, you're not paying the performance, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Similarly, unpaid internship on a show like Conan. You know, there could be somebody who's uh, doing it for free for uh, course credit. The people like you and me, I have to imagine, look back and go, I'm grateful for the times that I 
uh, took it on the chin. Yeah. Because that's your origin story. Yes. But then there are other people that are like, when is enough enough? Yes. And it's an interesting question. It is an interesting question. And, and I do think I, – I, I do think um, – and I don't know. This is – I mean if we had a labor lawyer here, they could tell us. Yeah. To me, the only the, – I, I do feel like, yes, people who are working should be paid some kind of minimum wage or even – A cut of the Even show, possibly but, yeah. like, you know, there could be like an intern wage too because – It sounds like the notion of this, Sanders stuff. Yeah, it is. An intern wage – uh, well, but but he no, he wouldn't want that. I think he would want he, he would want people money. to be yeah. But you know what? The internship is meant. It's not like that. It, it's not meant to be an income situation. It is meant to be a learning situation. It's right. meant to be like. I can hear someone people, be like, "But you need to learn that I need to eat." Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I understand yeah. that. I know you but do. I but know. I but it's but it is like it's not. It's it's first of all, it's temporary. Right. You're not hiring someone. You're not hiring someone who's going to stick around. Right. Um, you're hiring them fairly unvetted. You know, you're getting like like at the Conan show. It's I think it's you know like twenty kids every four months or something. Right. Fairly unvetted. That was one of the things I asked so, Conan when when we did our show with you guys. Yeah. I was like, do you learn all the names? And Conan was like, no, no, it's impossible. No, no. It's impossible. He's like, and he didn't say it unkindly because yeah, I yeah. was trying to learn all the PA's names, and I did. And then two weeks later, it was a new crop, and I was like, what the fuck did I learn? Earl, Karen, Dave, yeah, yeah, Timmy, yeah. Sarah. Why did I do that? I don't even like. I can't. I, I'm. I'm just. You I just. Conan Charles. I just. I was just going to say a week ago. Uh, uh, up till a week ago, I thought you were Paul. Uh, no, I. I no, that's ter- that's impossible. But yeah, no, I do think that. I do think it would be nice if those kids were paid something, or if they were given free food, but or to bring something. Them back, here but, you are. But there again, they're getting college credit. Mm-hmm. They're getting and uh, and and it is like, y- you know. It's not an entitlement. There's if you want something that is in great demand, which is a position in the, in the entertainment industry, you it's, paint the fence. Yeah, paint the it, fence. You are not entitled to anything other than well. This is what a chance to show yourself. This is what I say you know? about our show, the show I'm doing now, Crashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the reasons we did it in New York is because I was like New York, like show business. Doesn't need you. Yes, and that's what I like about it's it. It's fantastic. It's like it will continue. I loved being on television it. in New York. I believe you did. I loved being. Let's on get television to that. But York. because we're talking about the beauty of the suffering that you incurred, I think because you're selling your ring. Yes, you were telling that story. You are broke. You got out of college, Columbia College. And yeah, you started doing improv, and I started doing improv, and then at a certain point. At a certain point, I had to commit to because I was taking improv classes and uh, working freelance in production. But freelance in production means you and, and, well, and and the evolution of how you get the job, which you asked. I had the internship for the production company. Then they start. I started working for them. But you make contacts with people who um, you, production coordinators script supervisors, producers on on different things and then when they what you try you try and get you 
you you know, you can either kind of be unctuous about it and suck up to people, or you can just be a good hard worker and and, and somebody that's worth somebody that's that's good to spend fourteen hours around. That's I, the the, that's the, the main test. thing. Yeah, that's the biggest secret of you showbiz. Got, if you're going to be there, if you're going to be there a long time, and the if you're going to be an guys. asshole, then people aren't going to want to aren't going to hire you. Yes, and and I think that that goes from the bottom to the top. And there's you know you think about various actors who hit it big and then we're in one or two big movies and then like whatever happened to that guy yeah it's usually either drug uh, 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 one of you know it's either drugs or was a fucking asshole right. or a combo of the two right, right right and because if you unless you are amazing like robert de niro meryl streep talent um, and I don't know either one of them, but I but I mean, it's if you're going to be an asshole, you better be really super fucking talented right. because people will not put up with it. Right? People will just not. It's like put up with Jim it. Gavigan has a great bit about seeing like an overweight singer, and uh-huh. you're like, oh my god, she must be so talented. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a mean yeah. point, but it's true. Yeah, it's yeah, like, no, it is. It is absolutely is, true. Uh, an asshole and still successful. Yes. They must be incredible. Yeah, yeah. At, some, at, some at something. <laughs> and and I uh, and so uh, I got to know production coordinators, and those production coordinators, you know, McDonald's would be shooting a commercial, and they'd hire a production company to do the commercial because they hire the director. They're you know they they take bids. They have a commercial. The ad agency takes bids from production companies they pick the production company because of the director that's going to make it and then the production company hires the coordinator and then the coordinator assembles a crew it's like the beginning of the um, new testament well yeah it's just it's just like it's like the big people hire one person who hires they three beget. people who and all those three people hire 10 people yeah. each and um, and by that logic, Jesus yeah. is the descendant of David, <laughs> right. even though his father wasn't biological. And he did props. <laughs> uh, he did a lot of prop. He work. was a prop master. A yeah. lot of prop work. <laughs> um, but so that uh, I worked in production. But the problem is with freelance production is when you get a job, it, it's you do nothing else. It's right. it's very consuming. It's, well, what was the improv world like at this point? It was improv Olympic. Thing? It was improv Olympic. I did I it was yeah. It was Back improv when Olympic. It was, improv Olympic. It, it was annoyance. Um, Remember their, was their website was improv Olymp. No, that was imp- improv Olymp. No, no, I didn't. I, when I was there, there was no such thing I'm as a sure. website. You but know? you must. You were there at the time that I read about that I moved to Chicago to do. But when I got to Improv Olympic, when did you get there? Two thousand one. No, no, I was. No, I'm saying you were there before that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you I would. There. I wouldn't. I would have been gone by nineteen ninety. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading the Second City book. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading all about Farley and all this stuff, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Second uh, Improv Olympic to me was the punk rock version of of Second City. Yes, and it had an accessibility to it that seemed appealing. Not to say it was easy. No, but by the time I got there, I'm I'm a six foot five soft white white guy, college celebrity yeah. from his improv team. It was me and three thousand of me. Yeah, yeah. And improv Olympic, I, I God love them. I wouldn't. I don't judge this. They had plenty of places for us to go and give a, give them money. Yes, which was fine. Yes, but it wasn't like we're going to get on a team. We're gonna we're gonna. I wanted to fucking start playing every night for. The second I got, there. yeah, that's that, all I wanted. That to was well. There were probably a lot less people because improv <laughs> hadn't hadn't taken off in the way that, that yeah. it did. Um, Who was in your crop? 
in my crop. Was it Favreau at that time? Yeah, Favreau was a, was a contemporary. Um, I'm gonna my very first in this class. Memory, can I have him reading an Iron Man comic book? <laughs> I'm gonna have him just sitting I there. Know. I was unaware of young that. and yeah, doughy eyed yeah. and just reading. Uh, He's like, this this has some complexity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, well, he and he and his uh, his girlfriend E.J. Peters had moved from New Jersey. There, they were one of the people. See, I my path to it was uh, growing up in a small town, wanting to be creative. But like feeling too shy and too like, uh, how do you do that? I mean, it's like saying you want to be an astronaut or something. Yeah. And then, you know, and then starting it. You were one of shy boys? Well, in that, no, not shy. Well, yeah, in kind of, you know, uh, in that sense. Yeah. And not, and I have never been, I'm, I'm better at taking care of other people than I am at taking care of myself. Yeah. Okay. And, and so like. Uh, and my entire life, one of my one of my issues has been, what do I want? And I and when I'm left alone with what do I want, there I there's always within like three seconds of me going like, okay, what do I want? There's somebody next to me goes like, you know what we should do? We should do this. And I go, oh, all right, let's do that. And so it's I'm 50, and I've been doing that for 50 years. Of somebody just, else has been saying, I mean, I I have ambition, and I for have sure, and I have a. But a, it's natural to to. I don't know why we put put down the following idea, but that's improv. Yes. That's the father. Yeah, absolutely. Going with it. I and I heard I heard uh, Steve Van Zant. Little Steven, Miami Steve. I heard him interviewed uh, where he said, like, I just, he goes, I reached a point where he goes, like, I kind of, he goes, I'm, I'm a good number two. I'm a much better number two than I ever was a number one. Mm. He said, when I have been, like, when I see what the number ones in my life go through, he's like, I just realized, nah, it's not for me. And right. I and I have a similar thing. I mean, I don't want to be, I, I certainly don't want to be, <laughs> Sarah Vowell wrote a story, wrote like a little piece about me, very flatteringly. Uh, it's flattering to have somebody write a piece about you. When I was leaving the Conan show, and the first thing she said was, it was a quote from Ed McMahon's biography where he said, the first day, the first time I met a young man named Johnny Carson was, and she and she pointed out, it's his life story and the first line of it is about when he met Johnny Carson. Yeah. And and that is not me. You know, like that's not – I don't want that out of life. Right, right, I don't right. want to just be an accessory. Conan O'Brien had a yeah, shock yeah. of orange hair. Yeah, because – but I don't – like – because to me, like the being the number two in my life isn't just a Conan. I mean I've been really truly – I don't blessed would seem to mean there's more sort of design to things than there is. I don't. I wish there was another word other than blessed. I'm and not, somewhere know, yeah. between lucky and blessed is what I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah to have to have. Uh, I've been very fortunate to yeah. um, to have worked with Conan and to and I'm incredibly proud of of everything that but we've your done story and continue to do. Start with. But that's not. I I also have been number two to productions. Like I was not like Andy Richter controls the universe. I was number two to that show. Mm. I was not number one, and then it was all about me. Right, I, Andy Barker. <laughs> P. Like, I was, and now it's my yeah, yeah. time. I, I mean, like Flicking that. Lit I didn't, <laughs> and I'm not being, I'm not being faux modest. I did not want my name in the title of that show. Yeah, um, but they, it was kind of. They're like, well, this is you know, 
it's it's a place marker for people. It's like the, it helps them to sort of it's your show. Right. So okay, right. yeah. And then and even Andy Barker was kind of like they wanted me to be Andy because right. You know, and I, I that I don't. I wouldn't like I say I'd much rather be. I don't mind to drive the vehicle, but I would rather be the, the vehicle be the star, which yeah. is kind of like <laughs> to me that's the improv. There's similar improv, like the improv rule of you know no one player is more important than the group, mm. or in the acting it's this. I think it's the exact same rule as acting is that every player is a slave to the text. Mm. Like no one person is the star. The star is the collective. Is the thing. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. So that is is like, and that in my own life, I'm not the star of my own life. The right. star of my life is my life, is my wife and my children, and and you know, and kind of the holistic. Uh, it reminds picture. me of Gandhi. I'm not even trying to be funny. My life is my message. It's the idea that my life is this other thing. Yeah, yeah. He had a distance from it. He was yeah. like, look at the work. Yes, and that's what I'm doing. And it's like, but and it's it? also like the the saying the the motto of you know of get better, be better. It's like. It's a process. It's mm-hmm. not a thing. It's not an item. It's not a an object. It's a process. It's mm-hmm. a thing. It's a it's a you well, know. That's something Conan said to me actually. I'm sure he said it to you too. Is the idea of life as a mosaic or the show as a mosaic? Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you put down a tile and you're like, this one's gray. Yeah, yeah. Like, that show just stunk. Yeah, yeah. And we bang it down and we're like, I don't know. Yeah, but when yeah. you zoom out on right. it, you go, oh, that gray piece was perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's how it fit. That or it just yeah. I mean, I always feel like. Uh, it, you know, you, you got to have, you got to set the low notes so the high notes are higher, or else, you yeah. Know, you know, it's like every every exciting movie needs a breather. Yeah, that's so right. Every hilarious show, there needs to be needs a, a show that's kind of that was all right. You know, <laughs> uh, they were there, I was there. It was fine. I like them. I, remember, I trust them. You know. Yeah, it's funny. Coded saying something else about like you think you reinvent the wheel, you have the best show in the world, no one notices. You think you did the worst show that's ever happened, yeah, and, yeah. like no one notices. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I think there's something about life in that. It's yes, just yes. Like, you think it's the end of the world, or you think everyone's yeah, going to yeah. line up to suck your dick. Well, oh well. The reason Neither I brought happened. up Jake Gyllenhaal was because he was on the show the other night, and he was, and like I say, I like him, and I think he likes me, and it, we always seem to be happy to see each other. And he did a couple of segments, and it went pretty well. And then he was chatting with Conan uh, after the commercial break. The next guest was coming out. And as he was walking out, you know, I said goodbye to him and shook his hand, and I walked him over the curtain. Um, were you on after him? No, somebody, no, I was on after Bernie. Oh, that's right. You were yeah. on after Bernie. Yeah, because somebody else that I knew was on after him, so I was also going backstage to say hello to the person anyway. Oh, fun. And, um, and as I was walking out with him, he said to me, like, how was that? That was pretty good, wasn't it? Like that was funny and entertaining. Yeah. And I said, I said it was great. It was great. And I said, and also too, I said, you know, as I like to tell people, none of it matters. Yeah. And it's he like and he about- was like, and he really laughed. He's like, you're so right. None of this matters. I was yeah. like, yeah, none of who get you know, like uh, being. I'm on a fucking talk show, and I have never ever been convinced that coming and being on our talk show affects anything. <laughs> Effect like if you wanted people to come see your movie or buy your, you know, it, some things it is like if you have a cookbook, yeah, and you come and do a cooking segment on our show that does really well, yeah, I bet that sells some cookbooks, yeah. But when Jennifer Lawrence comes on to 
pump whatever giant movie she's in. Right. How many seats is that filling <laughs> being on our show? You are explaining how every stand-up comedian feels about morning radio. Fuck right yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. And it's Do like I need and, to get up uh, yeah. at 6 a.m. And also go get up at 6 a.m. and talk to morons. <laughs> talk to morons <laughs> at the edge of town in a goddamn mobile home. I did. And it's like, oh, oh what am I selling? Two tickets? I am I, I selling three drink coupons? You, I've done Ugh. it at the show where I, I go. Know. Who here heard me on the radio and came? I've never gotten a clap. Oh, and I'll tell you, you do it all the time. I like doing it if I'm if I'm upset that the club made me do it. I like to do that. That's such an asshole move. But right, I guess right. everybody can be an asshole sometimes. Yeah. It's, no, it's not an asshole move. It's like it's, they made me do so much press. They ran me through the ringer. It was like fifteen things. Yeah, yeah. But I remember one of them. I go in and the guy was calling people from the show. Orange is the new black. He, that was a guest, a phone. Yeah, yeah. This where you have to remotely call. Sure, him. sure. So they're in L.A. And I'm in fucking wherever I am. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there, and he's like, he's just like, so like a lot of a lot of sex scenes in that show, a lot of lesbian sex scenes. What's that like? And she hung up, and that's how I felt. I was like, I wish I could hang up. Yes, but I'm here. I'm here with you right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and this isn't moving the needle at right, all. Right, right, right. I guess people like to be busy. I remember after I was. Uh... Because yeah, that's that's been mostly my exposure to the more, to the radio guys has been those satellite where you sit. Yep. Oh, and most of the time in a studio. You, yeah. yeah, yeah. You go sit. I mean, you still have to leave your house most of the time and go sit in a studio, and then they're like, you know, here comes uh, coming up to Oklahoma City. It's uh, you know R J and the Booger is coming up, <laughs> and <laughs> then you talk yeah, the Booger, and then you talk to R J and the Booger, and then it's like okay, now we're. All right, now we're going to Winnipeg, and this is uh, uh, Fatty and Patty. Uh, you know, and it's just, and then you know, and occasionally I would say one, like maybe one out of ten is kind of pleasant. Yeah, one out of thirty is actually sort of enjoyable, and you see somebody that's like, wow, that, that they they are fun, nice people. Right. Most of the time, fucking tedious. Right. I remember when I was off the Conan show, been off the Conan show for years. I don't, and and a guy just said to me, out of the box, he said like. So late night wars heating up again, and I said, "Whoa, what have what have you heard? What do you know?" And, he, and he's like, "Well, you know, Conan just uh, Conan's there up against." Uh, and I, it wasn't Tom; it was whoever was against him <laughs> after Letterman. Who was on it? Oh, Craig Ferguson. He's yeah. like, "Conan's on Craig Ferguson there. They're up again." And I said, "Well, yeah, they, yeah, both networks have shows on, but it was like <laughs> late night wars heating up again, like." <laughs> This poor guy. No, no, not at all. This poor guy. Yeah, yeah like, oh, no. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, there's still two steakhouses in town. Oh, my yeah, God. There sure are. Well, that's the other thing is you get the sense that they're reading your Wikipedia page. I had somebody go, how did you get a talk show? And I go, I want a radio call-in. And they believed me. And wow. I was like, I don't. And I felt too bad. I told them I was kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they didn't get me. <laughs> no, no, they don't care. They don't care at all. But yeah. uh, what were you saying? Because it was so interesting. You were talking about not knowing about what nothing you want. Nothing matters. Oh, oh, oh. oh, and nothing matters. Yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. matters. So saying to Jake Gyllenhaal, it kind of goes back to picking up the pebble in the sand enveloping. You. Yeah, yeah. Is there is something, that's what I was saying, there's something life about it. It's like you're doing your best, mm -hmm. but it's a lot of spinning, flaming wheels. Yeah. And it's a lot of people clapping and right. titillated and... And we can be together for a moment. Mm -hmm. But at the end, the sand gets you. And I don't even say that in a sad, like, who fucking cares? Why bother? Right. But there is something like a, it's a game. It's a game. Yeah. 
And the monotony, and I say that with love, of doing a talk show. I did 80 episodes. It's not like I understand at all what you right. what you have done. on. I'm talking about on Conan, of course. Yeah. But there is something about the grind of it that reveals other truths about life. That you're like, wow, look at this. Another show. We had Obama on, and today it's uh, whoever I don't yeah. want to put down. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see, you start to see the code a little bit through the process. Or, or I should say, do you start to kind of get a sense of a zoomed out perspective of life doing something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but it's it makes you tell Jake Gyllenhaal not, none of this matters. <laughs> and it makes you, you know, and it makes you, and it makes you. Um... Can I tell you that's something I tell myself, too? Yeah. To calm myself down. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll be in the green room. I'm like, oh, this is absolutely. Like, because I've had segments on your show where I'm like, that was it. Yeah. You know when when we click, I love clicking yeah, yeah. with all three of us. That's yeah, I, yeah. I hope you notice that I'm always trying to be like, this is it. This yeah. is the show. Everybody, if the guest is out, everybody talking. It's that improv in me. Yeah, yeah. And I've had ones where I'm like, we really found it. Like yeah. somebody said something. Right, right. Not off a card that led to a bit that I wasn't planning on doing. Yeah. That you went with and made better. Yeah. And then we and then we left. It it wrapped right. up perfectly. Uh, and I don't say this to put down Conan or any other show where that's happened. No one really notices. <laughs> it, it, I, that was me shaking my head. No. Yeah. Um, no. No. Not at all. It Which matters. Is okay. It matters every bit as much as it would have if it were kind of boring. Yeah, that's right. And and that's fine. Yes, that's absolutely. But that, fine. But then the, and the last time you know I what? did it, you know what? The main thing to take from that, I'm convinced. The main thing to take from the difference between a flat, kind of boring one and an exciting one is that you had a good time. That's completely it. I love it. Fuck everybody else. You had a good time. I had fun. That's all that matters. That's Because we're all going to be in that fucking box. We're all, you know, and I don't care that much about the strangers. Yeah. And I don't care that much about. You know what I mean? I care. Like I, I like mean. I like to make the crew happy. Like that's the laugh. I'm always like going for the laugh the of Steve the crew. Laugh. Yeah. You know, I'm or the, yeah, the cameraman. If yeah. I make the cameraman or the band laugh and the audience yeah. is silent, yeah. I'm like, that's another it. one through the goalposts. That's how Steve you know? Martin, Steve Martin, in the same books. So yeah. That's how he knew it was funny. Was the waitresses were laughing? Yeah, at yeah, at yeah. The same. Yeah. He's doing. Yeah. Uh, God, what well, you, you just made me. It doesn't matter. It's freeing. There's something because you enjoy it. That's, you enjoy yeah, it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. So it's not about picking up the pebble and the sand hitting you. It's, it's it, are you feeling every step? Are you there? Yeah. And I hate to impose this language on it because it's very in vogue now. But I love this stuff. It's about being in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I go. You're gonna go out there. Try when we say just tr- the the cliche show business adage of like just have fun, be yourself out mm-hmm. there. They're saying relax and then try and savor it. Right. Don't just shove the cupcake in your mouth, mm-hmm. but really eat it. Yeah, Take yeah. A, I've I've been out there and I've looked at Conan and I've been like, oh, he looks tired. Or mm-hmm. I'm not putting him. He always delivers, but I'm saying, what be be there enough to notice the yeah. difference between this time right. and the last right. time? Oh, right. I regret this outfit. The audience is bad, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. That's why we like to go to the yeah, audience because yeah, yeah. that's the good barometer for how right, it is. Right. But if you can go out and so the last time I did the show, I didn't think the audience was uh, again. They were good. They might have just been in the wrong assemblage. Like we needed to cluster them differently. Honestly, <laughs> I am. I am so. I don't have anything to say about the audience. <laughs> uh, and and there are times, and Tell it is me. a difference between it is a difference between me and Conan. And I mean, and I like human beings, and I like, and I appreciate that these people are there to come see our show, and that they're fans of ours. I like that, but I cannot. Like, there's a part of me, number one, and it's why I always preferred to do 
a multi-camera sitcom rather than a single-camera sitcom is like because I am working, and and especially when you're doing a scene on a sitcom, uh, the 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 laughs are interrupting your work, mm. and so you are they they are becoming a partner in your timing, and it's comedy. So yeah, timing matters. All those old kind of yeah. chestnuts. It's it's a question of timing. So I am working, and there's. You know, however many hundreds of strangers are interrupting my work. Oh, you'd rather they don't. I'd rather they just I'd rather you let me handle the timing. You let me decide how much time between that that line and the next line that I have to say there is so funny because I just feel like you want to sing a cappella. Yeah, I don't I don't. You I don't want the band. I like playing. I like playing for crews. I went to film school. I like. I like the camaraderie of a crew. I like being feeling. Uh, when I even as an actor, I'm a part of a film crew. That's that's been my professional life is being part of a crew that's making filmed entertainment. Whether I was doing props, whether I was painting sets, getting people coffee, or number one on the call sheet. Yeah, I've been part of a, a crew, and. The audience that we have in our in our daily shows, there is so much stress and surus and fretting about, you know, they're bad. They're terrible. What are we going to do? And I always just feel like you might as well be like, man, this fucking rain is wet. Uh, yeah, it is. It's rain. What the fuck? What are you going to do? Yell at it? What are you going to do? And the whole and I have no idea. Be, and I know there's like there gets to be like the audience has been really bad. We have to like figure out a different algorithm for how we get fucking strangers who have four or to be juice free on a fourth uh, at four thirty on a Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how the fuck are you going to control that? Put them in the seats. Do the show. In an hour, you can say goodbye to them. That's it. That's all, that's as much consideration as they deserve. That's so interesting. And I don't mean deserve. I mean, but I mean deserve for not because I'm. I think they're bad people. Because it's a mystery. Because because it's a mystery. Yeah. It is in, unsolvable. Right. It is. Will Will the sky be blue or will the sky be gray? I I don't know. But it's not going to affect. So funny. It's not going to affect the the playpen that I got to work there in. You know? be, I love that you're immune to it because it sounds to me you're saying Conan is the opposite. Uh, yeah, he's much more affected by it. Because I am way more affected, yeah, too. Yeah. And now that it, now that you make me think of it, it's always been he and I that I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't. So we live and die by it. Because but I love, and I think I've noticed this, actually, that you're just doing it. You're doing it, and you're doing it for the camera and for, for mm-hmm. the crew, as you're saying. So the last time I said I did it, the audience wasn't as responsive. And the reason I know that is because I was doing a bit that I had done before, and I kind of know the music of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was like, oh, they just didn't laugh at that line. Right, right. That I know is a – That, that has confident. worked before. That sure. It, it, at least it works before. Maybe yeah, I yeah. blew it, but yeah, yeah. normally they get a laugh there, and they didn't. Uh, but then you do it anyway, and then when it airs on TV, nobody, nobody was like, fine. hey, Pete, you seemed a little yeah. off. And that laugh that you thought wasn't enough sounds like a laugh. It sure does. Just sounds but like a laugh. But that's why. Okay. And, I, and I understand from a performer standpoint, from your excuse Need, me, from, from your needy from, standpoint. No, no, I understand from from your standpoint because I also too, like a lot of my a lot of my, you know, I I'm um, I'm like a pinch hitter that can step in on another batter's pitch. Mm. You know, that's like my job. So like there's already a batter up. Yeah, and yeah. Come in and, and I go like, it. oh, that's a sweet one. Let me take that one. You yeah. know, uh, and and so. You know, there's not 
there's not a tremendous amount of pressure on me and what I do in terms of like, well, the next two minutes are going to be up to me to to please the audience. Right. I mean, I'm in that position sometimes. But that's but, see, I wouldn't for a million dollars or years, whichever works. Yeah, way, I wouldn't want two laugh dependent people. Yeah, that's an insane. Oh yeah, it's yeah. almost like a marriage. Yeah, like Valerie is creative. My girlfriend, she likes writing and painting and music. She's glorious, but she doesn't have that sort of like. What does it mean? Like mm-hmm. she doesn't have to go out and show. Does everybody love this? Yeah, yeah. They don't fix it. Yeah. If there were two of those, it would drive me crazy. It's not yeah, creativity. Yeah. Right. It's a certain type of uh, affirmation dependence. No, certainly. And that's why. That's why we work. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But we're definitely on different speeds. But y- exactly, yeah, and yeah. you. Your love of being the number two in your life, wanting the vehicle to be the thing, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I keep thinking about, like, you're the guy that it's makes people feel good and right and safe, and that's oh. a wonderful thing. You know well, what I mean? That's so much- I'm the, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, it's, I'm the mother. I'm definitely the mother. <laughs> the mother, I love I'm it. the mother, and he's, is, you know, he's the father and the child. <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean he's the modern father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because he is—he's the dad, and that like it is like he's the alpha male of the thing. Yeah, and uh, and but he's also the child, and I don't mean that in like in that like he's a childish. I mean, there's times where he is like he does not, be, you know, like his persona is not a dad persona. Mm-hmm. His persona quite often is of like. The goofy kid, right? And that's what I mean by the child, you know. Right, so, right, right. But I, my, well, I've seen Conan with Sona. You know, I've seen Conan projecting his bo through a tube, yes, at, at her face, yes, yes. And he's got to be fifty, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's fifty-three, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's trying to keep that butterfly yeah, alive, and that it's just who he is, right? You know, and I mean, and I mean, that's what I love about it is it's not yeah. that put upon like. He's but I am, but it. I am kind of the mother in that, like. I think I have, you know, uh, that it is kind of more it's like me to sort of, you know, and there's, I guess there, for me to say I'm the mother, there's an inherent kind of sexism to it. So sue me. I'd uh, like to say it's, it's feminine like, energy. Yeah, but it is. But I definitely am the one that like, look, I don't need it. I, you know, I'm, I can sit here and I'll be here if you need me. That's right. And I can, and I think, and the thank car, you. The station yeah. wagon is going to get to the beach. Right, right. And I, <laughs> but I also too, like, I think on the show, like uh, within the framework of the show, like, uh, I'm kind of the one that's more sort of, like, I think I have a more casual relationship with a lot of the people around there. Uh, mm. Like, and I, you know. Well, it's not as juiced, I have to imagine. Yeah, no. You're an ally. No, exactly. And that's not to say Conan's an enemy. No. But I know, because I've witnessed it many times firsthand, what it's like when Conan's around. And yeah. nobody knows better than Conan what yeah. it's like when Conan's around. And there is a pressure. His name is on everything. His image is it, on everything. It's being number one on the call sheet. It's being, being it's, number one on the call sheet. Yes. You are treated you are treated differently. Right. There is a sort of a remove that is just that just kind of happens. Right. Uh, I try to be as normal as possible. And I, but it's but you, I'm sure that yes. when you were number one, it still you, there was. Oh, I even meant to Conan too. And when I was number one on, yeah, on yeah. a call sheet, it's it, there is a sense of like. People are just kind of being on their best behavior, which you think it's almost yeah. like the Twilight Zone, where yeah, you yeah. think it would be the best, and it can right, be very right. nice. But then there's also sort of sort of like. I've had people be like, 
oh, sorry, is this your watermelon? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Everybody relax. Well, <laughs> it's like in our watermelon. in our in our house, we have two little dogs, and if everybody's home and everybody's sitting on the couch, they come sit with me. Mm. That's not because I'm the most loving to them or I feed them the most or I walk them the most. It's all pretty spread out. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the pack leader. Yeah. And they sense that. And that's, and so that's like, there is, you know, me, me, (laughs) me scolding that me scolding them means more than when my daughter scolds them or me like, you know, like giving them approval means more than, you know, and that's, and that's the same thing in it. Your work situation with Conan. Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Ray Liotta has that funny uh, good line. I guess yeah. it's just a standout line where he goes, you can follow a guy from in front of him just as well as from behind. It's the idea that there's a car in your rear view yeah, and, you're, yeah. and you're following him that way. Right, right. But nobody ever thinks of it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But here you are quietly with your dogs yeah. asserting this sort of thing. And I, I know what you're talking about yeah. because it's it's not like – you're a classic ham and egger, although you are. Mm-hmm. You're like a like a solid, reliable. When I say safe, I really mean that as a high compliment. But if you are a Conan and you're not sure who's what, it's nice to have somebody being like, "No, I'm. I'm a, I, I have to imagine you're very real with him." Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that has to be very valuable. Absolutely. Because I feel it's and, something, and it is something that he uh, does not have to let me do. Yeah. He doesn't have to let me. Like part of my job there too is to. Uh, Poke his balloon and and in front of everybody and That's let right. the air out That's sometimes. Right. That and, so and sometimes too. I do it just like just for fun because right. I can. Yeah. And sometimes he's not so crazy about it, but some because sometimes it's just like it's like it's like oh this is a good one. And then I, like, I like you know like I get him a, just get yeah. him a good yeah, singer yeah, yeah, in front yeah. of everybody. It was a sucker punch. Yeah, but yeah. You couldn't resist. Well, and it's one of the. It, it, for people that don't know, uh, we do – and we do episodes of them. But on our website, on Team Coco, we do a thing called Scraps, which are just um, uh, in, uh, rehearsal outtakes. Mm. And we have done a Scraps. few episodes of them. That's just what they call them. We, uh, and now when something funny happens, we all go, Scraps! <laughs> um, but uh, we have done a couple episodes that are purely Scraps episodes that are just full hours of – of rehearsal outtakes, and they are by far my the favorite thing that we really? do. They are, and I watch them. And I mean, I watch our show. I don't watch our show that much. I don't watch any late night shows. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I watch. You know, which is because I, I always think like whenever anybody's like, you know, did you see Trevor Noah? And I'm like. Well, do you think a plumber goes home and watches HGTV? If he does, what the fuck is wrong with him? But uh, but they uh, uh, are, I just the scraps, love this old house. The, the scraps, I love it. The scrap shows I watch because I laugh. No, I at, uh, you know, and I'm in them. I laugh at like, and I even I laugh at things that I say. Yeah, because it's just yes, it's completely real. It's com- it's it's like it's what I like. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. And I have to imagine it's also around. footage of you laughing. Yes, I'll never laugh harder than watching footage of me. Yeah, yeah, laughing. Yeah, like, like blooper reel yeah, yeah. stuff kills me. Well, it's and it's also it's frankly you know it's what I like best about what I do for a living. Is the making of the thing, yeah. and is the and is the fact that um, you know, like I don't really have friends anymore. I don't go out because I spend my days with people who are 
Nani, you know, I mean, I mean this without any hyperbole, world-class funny. Yeah, yeah. They are among the funniest people in the world, and that is all they are paid to at, do and be. They're tens out of tens. Yeah. So I know. They're really fucking smart, funny yes, people. They are They are what I dreamed of when I was young, like, yeah. like when I felt like I didn't fit in. It was like, and now I'm surrounded by them all day long. That was Conan's Kidding, thing. playing, he was like, goofing around, I want to be backstage and have a guy in a turkey costume walk by yeah. without addressing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's the first Christmas or Thanksgiving you go home after becoming a comedian. Yeah. And you realize, and I don't mean any disrespect to my friends, my high school friends. They are oh, no. very funny. But you go back and you're like, you can't compete with a guy mm-hmm. who every day, or a woman, every day wakes up. And all they think about is what's funny yep. and how to do it. Yep, yep. And all they do is they get better. Yeah. Personally, they work. They're thinking. Yep. They're, they're informed. They're interesting. And they're hilarious. Yep. And you go back and your heart breaks a little bit. And you go, hey, Steve, the guy that killed me all through high school was just doing Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. And this guy's doing – I see Conan's. I see Brian Regan's. I was mm-hmm. a Brian Regan for a long time. Yeah. You just see people doing impressions. You can see the zeitgeist mm-hmm. flowing through people. And you're like, you're doing Kristen Wiig right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you, you're going to the source. So you're going yep. right to the tens yep. out of tens. Yeah. That's it. Yep. You go to fucking South Korea with Conan. They know that's, that's, a, that's a comedy person. Yeah, yeah. You know this. And I'm not just saying fame. I'm talking about these are the proven wells. Yeah. These produce oil. Yeah, yeah. And you bathe in them every yep. day. I yep. get it. And it's, you know, and like, uh, and it's like I say, I don't have, my wife, my wife has a rich social life. Yeah. And it's constantly, you know, have, going out to dinner with friends and, you know, uh, and and seeing people. And I, and I, I go with her. I like kind of glom, once again glom onto her social life right and i love nothing better than when she had honestly when like when she has a bunch of women come over like her women friends to do whatever to watch some campy thing or even to like you know to do some sort of fundraisery kind of thing and they just sit around and drink wine and i mean that to me like to hang around groups of especially funny women yeah oh uh, so much just the best you love like, it so much better like the notion of having a bunch of guys over to watch the game yeah makes my fucking dick you're, crawl you're up a, into my body you're a lady Ugh. guy yes i'm a lady guy i am i i cuz ladies like gabby yeah yeah i go to a, i go and to connecting a, yeah and feeling and talking and about talking. stuff yeah yeah i'm lost in this world I, I don't want to watch football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go to the, I go to parties and it's like I I go to fucking take my kid on my last time. There's there's a a, a campground called El Capitan out past Santa Barbara that every private school in Los Angeles has their uh, camping trips at. Uh-huh. So I've been there twelve times, and the last <laughs> one I went on with, I ended up, and there's definitely groups of cool parents. And the cool parents, one of them even brought his fucking satellite dish so they could watch the USC game in their goddamn cabin. <laughs> and the cool parents, I just, I just am like, ooh, no, you know, they're all like really good looking LA types. And I ended up sitting around the pool with like uh, the music teacher who yep. has a kid in our class, yep. the acting teacher who has a kid in our class, and then the mother of uh, my daughter's. Like one of her friends that's just like a really funny, goofy kid, yes. you know. So I was like, basically, kind of like me and some nerd moms. That's it. And I had the, and it was like one of some the best people... ones I ever, best times I ever had there. And it was like, I, 
like, yeah, the, g- give me the nerd moms. You're either scared yeah. of a quiet room or you're excited at the potential yeah, of a yeah, quiet room. Yeah. And if you don't want to at least try telling a story one word at a time, mm-hmm. like in a circle at camp, yeah. I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> like if I go like, let's tell a story one word at a time, and you're like, no. Yeah. Like I, I recently had a camp-like situation. I was in uh, at this meditation kind of retreat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very strict. There was some meditating. It yeah, was a lot yeah. of hanging out and swimming. Right. And we were all hanging out, and we smoked marijuana, and we were all these kind of new friends. We actually watched my comedy special, and then afterwards, we just, like, would sing all together. It's like an improv thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you just sing, and everybody kind of is trying to – there's one kind of alpha that's leading the song, but you're all trying to sing in unison. Yeah. And then we did a play – and people were standing up and acting out while the rest of the people were singing it. Was this an organized thing or just like a it bunch of happened. friends? It was doing just this. a group of friends. There oh, okay. was no performance to it. Right, right. It, just, it wasn't like it wasn't like a, a performance workshop or no. something. Oh, okay. We were just being yeah. stupid and silly. And it was one of the best times of my life. Yeah. I was so happy for that. And that's a quiet room. You know what I mean? It's like I don't need loud music. No, I yeah. don't need a loud yeah, movie. Yeah. I don't need a loud game. Yeah, I think the appeal of sports, and I could be wrong about this, is it this? It's just like this eighty-hour movie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like it's always on. It's never. Yeah, yeah. And it's there to be with you. Yeah. And maybe I, I'm missing out, but I went to a boring ass summer camp, and I'm so grateful that I did. And I want to send my children to boring ass summer camps yeah, where yeah. there's nothing to do but find the music teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, the only sports I care about now in my life, and I, you know, by osmosis in Chicago, every, you know. You have to. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're going over to Dave's house to watch the game, you know, and then to me it was like, oh, well, all my friends will be there. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love but a then, Super Bowl party. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, and I don't even, and I like going to see sports alive, but I. Me too. And as I've gotten older, I have found myself really enjoying it, especially this last one. Uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs. That's like, that's like that is the sports I am a fan of, oh. and I don't really. And I like to go to see baseball games, but I don't. I'm I'm like I don't really pay any attention until it's time for the playoffs because it's manageable. Yeah. Then it is like then you it's get like a, out yeah. Then it's like a television miniseries, and like there are these certain this is right. this sets of characters, and there are real easily perceivable stakes. Yeah. Um. It's Which winner. What, it's, it's, yeah. winner lose. it's not lose and we'll play you again. Yeah, in three yeah, weeks. yeah. No, I like like we when I'm watching the Cardinals. Like I don't like the process in sports. Like I'm not interested in this process. Like I don't like I can't watch a a basketball game between two amazingly talented teams that I have nothing at stake with. Like that process. Like I just watch, like to watch these artists make magic. Eh, no, yeah. I, this is a story to me. Like if it's if it's yeah. if it's motion picture entertainment, right? It's a story. Which is why everybody need could a get into the Cubs. Yeah, for example. Yes, absolutely. I no absolutely. no part of me was like these idiots. So yeah, like, no, yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> Go I know, I know. Well, it was funny too because we uh, we that week that World Series week we were in New York doing uh, Conan shows at the Apollo, and it and it was like one of the Live best. At the Apollo? Huh dead <laughs> it was full of ghosts um we did uh it was one of my one of my favorite us going on the road kind of things because those are always like they make for pretty good shows uh because the show gets to be about something as opposed to it just being wednesday right um uh, but some of them you know like some of them are better than others and some weeks are like you know like now like now we go to comic-con 
mm-hmm. every week. And that's just – that to me is like there's – I don't have a – there's not a lot for me at Comic-Con, for mm-hmm. me as a human being to enjoy. Um, where even like when we would go for the NCAA tournaments because TB, TBS would have them and we'd go to different cities. You know, we'd go to Atlanta or Dallas. Like that – you know, like even like going to Dallas, like I'm like, okay, there's some things in Dallas I want, I, me, as this human being that yeah. I am, want to see. Grassy no. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. And I mean, and also just, just you know, investigators. I love going to a town and walking around, sure. you know. And, um, but, you know, Comic-Con, like I say, there's not a lot there for me. Yeah. It's because it is all, quote unquote, for the fans, everything. There's this kind of, uh, and I don't know why why it's understood, but it seems like um, the whole thing is an interactive exhibit. So if I go to buy razors at the fucking CVS, that's part of the interactive fan yeah. exhibit. They come out of if somebody sees Hugh me, Jackman's yeah. <laughs> well, it's you no, know, it's just like if if somebody sees me, it's like it's oh, picture time. I see. I and whereas see. if somebody saw me at the CVS in Dallas, right? They, it it isn't so like. Right. The person that sees me at the CVS in Dallas is not in Dallas because they don't have a laminate. I'm here being catered to. Right. Like this whole thing is a festival of my particular interests. Right. It's this is just somebody in Dallas seeing happening <laughs> actually, to see me. They look yeah. on the schedule. It says Andy buyers yeah, some razors yeah, buying at razors CVS. at CVS. So I it's it, there's that kind of thing where I feel like a little hunkered down in that sense. I felt that and, at Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah, and I also, too, like there's uh, like a lot of it I don't get. Like we give out these little pop dolls. Yeah. And I and I don't I don't understand <laughs> why why adults are so excited about <laughs> plastic dolls. And because, I'm, it's lovely the that they do it. The sand is coming, Andy. The it, sand it, is it's coming. It's lovely. It's, I mean, honestly, it's – and I know we all got to fill up the time that we're given doing whatever Something. we want. And, yeah. and whether it's – you know, why plastic dolls are as valid as knitting, I guess, or, sure. or even if you want, you know – painting or collecting art you know you're still just collecting something to put in your house and look at right but it's to me there's a part of me there's a curmudgeonly midwestern in me that goes like it's a plastic doll right but you know remember when you guys had uh, nick offerman and he made the wooden emojis yes and they went nuts yes. i was actually there we have a poop emoji we have, have one of the original yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i sona helped me sona's conan's assistant the wonderful sona and she Pulled strings to get me one of the poops, and it's on our toilet. Is yours on your toilet? Yeah, uh, no, ours ours is actually like in our living room. <laughs> so that is me understanding the pop dolls. Yeah, yeah. When I was like, ah! but it's I just need a, a poop thing. Emoji. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just a thing. Yeah, yeah. We could make more, but it, it became exclusive. Yeah, and yeah. It's fun to believe in something, right? It's fun to look. Forward I know, to. and I mean, and sure, there's. I know you know. There's there's a lot of things in my life. That people could go like, what the fuck are you – why right. do you care about that? Right, right, right. That thing that matters to you. Like comedy, I guess, is confusing to some people why we care so much about the arts of comedy. Yes, yes. Or uh, – well, I don't – you know, or – you know, or back to like – you know, like – or food. Yeah. You know, like uh, well, you know, those people cooking go, and eating and all of that stuff, that's a, that's tremendously important to me, you right. know. And, and some people, especially cooking, and they're like, "Why would you care about cooking? Why not just order in?" Or, you right. know, like it's on, all just 
food in the tank or fuel in the tank. That's on girls. Adam Driver says to Lena's character, he goes like, well, do you look as food as fuel? Food is fuel. I eat when my eyes get glassy. And I was like, oh. What a way to live. You don't understand. Well, Kate Moss, that whole thing, you know, like nothing tastes as good as being skinny. It's like. You should get your tongue checked because I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because there is some pretty tasty shit out yeah, there. I don't know what that do I would you. be. That it's like, mm, yeah. I mean, yeah, I bet skinny's nice, but Jesus a Christ, a lot of people are choosing pudgy. Yeah, a lot of people are choosing pudgy. <laughs> I would be remiss for the comedians that listen to the show if I didn't ask you, and forgive me if you get this from time to time, how to be a good guest on Conan. Because you just said something that was very interesting to me. You go to you guys, it's just Wednesday. Yeah. I think the first time you do a talk show, there's this juice oh, of course. in you. Of course. And it's helpful to remember, for example, it is just when, not in a bad way. Yeah. But it's, it's, you're entering into an ecosphere that's already growing its own crops. Yes. And now you're there. Yeah, yeah. And how do you be a good panel? How do you do good stand-up? You see it all. Well, it's, it's, it's important for me to remember for me to not be as blasé as I can be about it. Sure. And it's important for me to remember, and I often... I was actually just talking to my wife about this my just wife. recently Sorry. about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, about uh, I remember ages ago, uh, Sam Neill was on the show, and and he was... He, and in the commercial break, I talked to him, and he just seemed odd and kind of weird, and then I realized in the commercial break... He is terrified. Oh, wow. He is just ter- just flat out nervous as hell. Yeah. Like a little kid giving a speech. Yes. At, at the, the assembly in front of the whole school. Yes. And, and I was, and it was just struck me as like, you're like a big movie star. You're like in <laughs> Jurassic Park and shit. Like, what are you? And I, and I, you and I need, to, I need to be reminded yeah. of that. I need to be reminded of that these, that these, I know these stakes are, are not they they yes. are as low as you want them to be yes. or as high as you want them but to be But isn't that life? Sorry and that's to keep, life. And sorry I, to keep forcing so, that yeah, but yeah. I think it's true. And I and but I need to remember like how important it is to But people. I will say, you know, watch the levels because the number of times I've done the show I didn't mean it sound like the times I've done the show. Nobody thinks you're arrogant. Uh, I mean at least they wouldn't say it. They'll just uh, think <laughs> But having your aggressive calmness is nice. Oh, good. It's like sitting next to a stone. Well, Mark Mar- <laughs> you know, Mark Maron's been on the show 7,000 times. Yeah. Since 1993. Yeah. Been on the show a gazillion times. And Mark Maron and I have known each other, our friends have known each other for a million years. So when Mark Maron comes on, and also, too, like, he for years lived in an apartment above uh very old and dear friends of mine so we had that connection too like you know it was like one of those just by chance connections when two people you know from two different places also connect so this kind of becomes this yeah, yeah. circle you know yeah, just open up so yeah so like we have more than just oh you've you know i met you when you knew you know when you and louis ck were doing stuff in 1993 and that's how i knew you and then you were on the show a bunch we also have personal right you know uh, knowing real life yeah real life stuff yeah and when he was on the show perhaps the 20th time uh he uh finished his thing and he always and i know i would note this when he was done i would you know in talking to him he's just vibrating with 
How did that go? How did that go? How did that go? How did that go? How was that? Did that work? Is that good? Is that good? And I, and knowing him, he was vibrating like that, probably on that frequency for a day and a half. Yeah. Um, and it's just who he is. And he, after like, to me, what had just been like, you've done this enough. Fucking relax, man. Yeah. I, I was talking to him and it was about something. Well, I, I was talking to him. I started talking to him about like a personal thing. Like, so did you hear what happened to so-and-so or, you know, oh, what? And I don't even remember what it was. It was you know, like, oh, did you hear that so-and-so's cat died? Sure. Or, you know, I heard, you, you know, that you guys had a burst pipe in your apartment. You know, it was right. like something like that. And he was looking at me and he's and he was kind of like, uh-huh, yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, oh, that did happen. And I see this glazed look in his eyes. And I, and I said to him, I said, like, you're just sitting here worrying about how your how that fucking act went, aren't you? And he went, no, no, I'm listening. I said, oh, don't marin me. Come on, just talk to me. I don't give a shit. You did fine. Shut up. It's over. What are you going to do? Go back and fix it? Talk to me. I want to know about the dead cat, you know, or whatever. And he and he laughed. And yes. He was like, "Don't marin me. That's great." And I was like, "Well, that's what it is. Like you're the worst about it. Uh, like like where I can't you can't even speak to me as a human being because so you're funny. so wrapped up in like how it how did that four minutes go, which yeah. is like the thirtieth four minutes yes. of what will eventually be ninety four yes. minutes, right? And it's all and you know and honestly. It's a paper boat you made, and it's already over the horizon. <laughs> Goodbye. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So let's that. talk about the cat or That's the burst so pipe funny. or like, yeah. you know. Let's get on with it. Yeah. And let's enjoy this moment. Yeah, You're yeah. You're calling him back. Right, right. Moment. I know you. You know me. I don't care how your, act, how your set went or right. how your act or that, you know. It's so funny. I wonder if Mark doesn't like that about himself because I remember one time, I think he muted me. <laughs> Who cares? I know. I, I'm honestly. I know, yeah. I'm being real with you. I'm. I'm barely on Twitter, but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he muted me because I've. I've tweeted things at him, and he just doesn't reply. Right, which is right. Not like him. So I get it. At some point, he was like, "Enough of live tweeting, Terminator." One. Right, right. I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough of Pete at home. Yeah, yeah, live yeah. Tweeting Terminator. Yeah, one. I yeah. get it. But uh, one time, I tweeted. When I tweet something amazing, like a joke that I love, I sit at home and hit refresh on the tweet, like uh, Mark Zuckerberg at the end of the social sure, network. Sure, sure. You know what I'm talking about? So I'm just sitting there kind of seeing. Yeah, it. yeah. And I don't do that anymore, but that was true. Clicking and clicking. And he replied back to me, sad. And I was like, sad? If I was writing a movie about him, that would be the scene. That would be the opening scene. And that, that's not to put him down. That's to be like, that's like us. Yeah, yeah. He's the exposed nerve of like, yeah, yeah. is that good? Is that good? Is that good? And then he made fun of me for my vulnerability. I say shame. <laughs> I say shame. <laughs> but what, uh, so, well, yeah, that was, that was probably self-knowledge in that. I don't think, no, that, you sure. know what I mean? I, I think that he was probably, that was uh, a, a, tip co- of the hat a collegial and the the camaraderie sort of. You know, yeah. tweet. I remember you faved a tweet of mine that was a big deal before we knew each other very well. And it was, uh, when I check out of a hotel room, I don't put the moisturizer back in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I just leave an, a note that <laughs> proudly says, yes, I have been masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you faved yep. I was like, that's it. That's true. That's it. Yeah. So good guess, though. What was the advice for the good guess? You, oh, the good guess. 
Um, I know you get this a lot. I don't want this to feel like morning radio, but I have to imagine there's some presence involved, some ease involved. Yeah, well, there's only, I mean, the, all the advice in the world isn't going to stop you from being nervous, especially when it's your first time. Because I remember the first time I was on Letterman, uh, it's like it's something happened to my eyes where my eyes didn't work well. And I so I had this weird like tunnel vision where and I was thinking about it the minute I got off stage and it all went fine. It all went well. But I realized like it's a paper boat. I realized it's that it's already I, over the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I already realized I like I realized immediately when I got to the wings like I don't have any idea like what the upholstery of the chair was like. Yeah. Or I like all I could sort of or I didn't look at the audience. I just looked at his mouth and nose. It was like Funny. it was like a like a you know like a in a movie like the effect where it's like a very shallow focus and then everything around. So it was yes. like just a circle of, of sharp focus <laughs> on Letterman's mouth and nose and then everything else was soft focus around it. And I didn't see anything else. And yeah. that was, I just remember thinking, like, what color is that chair? Yeah. What What is that chair like? And realizing, like, I have no idea. I have worse, no idea. No one could have said. It's almost like asking uh, someone you like out or something. Mm-hmm. There is the advice: be confident. Doesn't work. No, it doesn't. <laughs> just I mean, go out and be natural. Well, of course, of course, you know <laughs> that. You know. But I would say, if you're going to be confident, because nothing, there is nothing more deadly than. And this ha- this has happened so many times, you know, like my next guest is the third character on a new show that no one's really watching. Right. And he's not really done much of anything before this that you would have heard of. Please welcome Smug McPricky. And then <laughs> and then a guy comes out, steps through the curtain with a grand, expansive gesture that I think is supposed to be ironic yeah, you know, right? Like, get a load of me, <laughs> I, and you assume like, oh, uh, okay, he's trying to do like a, uh, you know, an ironic get a load of me. He crosses over, shakes hands, sits down, and you realize, oh no, 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 this is a this is a true get a load, load of me. me. Like, here he is, the he's- guy you've been waiting for, and and wow. it happens every now and then, and you realize like. Oh man, you are. This is going to be hard. <laughs> this is not going to be good. So humility, like, have a sense of what's going on. Wave to the band is. I, I know. Yeah, that's, you don't yeah. literally have to wave to the band. Yeah. But there's something it's nice. in the wave it's to the nice. band that says, "And yeah, nice to be here." And, and take stock because uh, the uh, and the other thing is like, uh, and I understand people are are nervous. But you know, like uh, saying hello to me, it's, it happens a lot right. less than it used to. I remember to. Nick Thune. Yeah, Nick Thune yeah. made a whole thing. It was Tabitha, so funny. Do you know Tabitha Sorensen? She was an MTV news person. Yeah, Tabitha person. Soren. Or Soren. Tabitha yeah. Soren. I saw. She her. told me Kurt Cobain died. How dare you? Actually, <laughs> actually that, was, that was Kurt Loder. But they gave she, the big juice to Loder. <laughs> she told me. She told me at a. Uh, uh, a screening of a movie just like a year ago or so. It was the uh, the 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 Adam McKay financial. Uh, yeah, the, that, the, the big, big the big the big cheese. short or the big the short. Big short. Um, at a screening because her husband wrote the book uh-huh. of the big short. She apologized to me for snubbing. For snubbing me because her mother was watching an old thing of her on YouTube while she was at her mother's house, and she noticed that she stiffed me of acknowledgement when she came out. And I was like, I don't – and she was really, really seemed mortified by right, it. Right, right. Uh, 
And I was like, I, I don't remember. It's okay. It yeah. happens. Yeah. And I understand like people like it's, it's rarely, You're it's scared. rarely somebody being a dick, Yeah, but it does happen where there are people that, that, yeah, that just like, um, you know, that they, they can only surrender so much of their attention. They right. can only deign to give, you know, sort of awareness to so many people. Yeah. Because really, right. if they spent all day being aware of the humans around them, they would just get, they would get a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know. Have you had your, is this like a Nicholson thing or like the big guys? Are they snubbers? Uh, are they Andy Snubbers? No, no. You know what? Well, there have been, there have been, and, I, and I'm, I'm not think, gonna, I'm not gonna name names. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking well, legends. There, are these, like legend guys. There is something. There is something that I have noticed, and I have a little bit of it myself. Uh, and it, but with me, it's it's situational. Um, people who are very famous, and I'm not saying I'm very famous, but I have a touch of this, and I and it's a it's a necessary skill when. You are a known quantity, and people want to talk to you and make small talk at Comic Con or wherever, <laughs> or wherever. Yeah. Um, there, uh, there is a a commonality among very famous people is an absolute comfort with awkward silence. Mm. I could sit, you know, like the, just the feeling from them of I could sit here for two hours and not say a word to you. It won't bother me a bit. Yeah. So, That's you know, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, and there's kind of a. I bet if I was in an elevator with Jack Nicholson, just to use him as our legendary yeah, yeah. example, he wouldn't need to be wouldn't like. say a word. I have, I have stood <laughs> on the Warner Brothers lot. Yes. Waiting to cross the street with literally not. And it's happened twice. Yes. With it literally not a soul around. <laughs> and Clint Eastwood, solo, driving a golf cart. Pulls up, comes to a stop, to the point where, like, and I mean, I'm I'm almost arm's reach. And like I say, it happened twice, so it wasn't just one thing. He was driving and himself. He's driving himself. At a certain age, they just here's your golf cart. Well, I think, I, but no, but I he know. has an office there. He's been there forever. Oh, I didn't so know that. yeah, yeah, he's a fixture on uh -huh, the lot. Uh -huh. um, and but not, you know, I could not drive a golf cart and then pull up with no one else around and someone being three feet standing right there without going. A, an acknowledgement of a human being. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Zero. And there have been people sitting on that couch in a commercial break yeah. who can sit there, I mean, so close that I could, you know, if I moved my elbow an inch, I could touch their yeah. elbow yeah. without saying a word. Yeah. You know? There's a famous, there's a famous among SNL stories of uh, one of the, one of the writers having um, Robert De Niro sit in his office to kill an hour before a table read. And he's De Niro's reading the paper, sitting, you know, like just to get him out of where he had can sit somewhere because in the office it's not like there's a dressing room or anything, right? And he's sitting there, and and the writer says to him, uh, "So how old are your kids?" And De Niro from behind the paper just goes, "We don't have to make small talk." That's great. We're not selling cars. Okay. Yet. All right, then we won't. You we know, don't have to yeah. make small talk. we don't have to make small talk. <laughs> Okay. I mean, and you kind of like, it's kind of like. If you're an Andy, you go, great. Yeah. Yes, and. But I mean, but I think it's also, I mean, just, it's self-care. Yeah. It's like, well, these when people, you're Robert De Niro. Who they are yeah. is their commodity. Yeah. So they've learned to compartmentalize a little bit for themselves. Absolutely. I remember reading why Bono wears sunglasses. Is he's like, it's privacy. It's, yeah. It's not yeah, yeah, vanity. Yeah. It's not yeah. trying to look cool. 
it gives me like a, I put it on and I'm kind of behind this yeah, thing. Yeah. My wife gets to look me in the fucking eyes. Uh-huh. I'm fucking bought. I'm adding this. Right, right, right. That's what I feel him yeah, saying in yeah. that moment. And I understand. Well, well you, I know I, I, when I, over from knowing Will Ferrell for a long time, I remember at a certain point working on a movie with him and going out, uh, I don't even remember what movie it was, but you know, going out to dinner and 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 being like having inter- inter- interactions with people in the public, and kind of feeling like uh, having this sense because I hadn't been around him in that situation for years, being like, oh, he's kind of turned into a dick. He's kind of gotten kind of pricky, and then because he's he's protective. Yeah, no, he just kind of. He's not he wasn't rude yeah. but he just wasn't as friendly and nice and normal. It was a someone would approach it, and he would become is? a different person. It's someone like me going like I, not that I would say this. What's the big deal Trump won? Who cares because I'm a straight white male and, right. and a lot not to say that he doesn't affect my life he does but not yeah. as much as right. say other groups. So it's like a not that famous person being like I'm friendly to everyone. You get stopped once a month. Yeah. Will Ferrell is yeah. getting stopped. 15 times yes. between the all yes. hostess and his table. And like I say, it was like he had a different persona. There didn't used to be a different persona between the way he uh, was with me and the way he was with another person. But another person would come up and he would have to kind of be a little more guarded, a little more gives short, much, a little more curt. Next thing you know, it's and, dinner for three. Yes. And, and – I had that feeling of like, oh, what a shame. He's kind of become a dick. And then, can you give me an example? He was just curt, just, was just curt, kind of like just kind of curt. And hey, man, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. And uh, just yeah, very subdued. And but then, if you went flash forward a day or two, uh, you know, or in the next time we went out to dinner together, or the next time we sat and had coffee somewhere, I realized like, oh no, no, no. He is taking care of himself. Mm. Like this is this is learned behavior that he has to do. Self preservation. That is self care. That yeah. is taking care of himself because a little slice you, of will that's just for yeah will. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just because um, it is like I mean we had uh, it's a, it's a longer story but we had a we had a meal. Uh, it was on a Saturday. It, we were in Michigan making the movie Semi Pro, and with Kent. Uh, with Kent Alterman yep. di- directing, and one of the funniest um, swishes in all of movie history. That, yeah, yeah, the redneck shooting. Yeah, movie. yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest. Yeah, yeah, in movie. I, history. It's a great movie. I really I, think I, it's really hilarious. I didn't see yeah, it yeah. until recently, and yeah. I was like, "What is going yeah, on?" Yeah, I know it was really funny. Yeah, um, but <clears throat> we were out to dinner, and I, uh, we were having a we had a big group lunch, and it was the Will's wardrobe uh, person's birthday. So it was a personal work lunch. There were friends and family, and it was a big thing. And uh, he, you know, people kept coming up, and it was a long, you know, because it was a Saturday. It was our day off. It was like this micro brew place, and yeah. there were pool tables. So we're kind of hanging out for a while. Yeah. And um, people kept coming up and asking for pictures, and he had to kind of put them off and say, "Not till we're done. I'm not going to do it till we're done. I'm not going to do it till we're done." And uh, I mean, and it's it, the, the, what ha you know, what kind of, it, it's a, it could be a half hour story because of the different ways that people came up and were just jaw droppingly fucking rude. The people, the people, <laughs> the, the nice, normal folks from Michigan coming up. 
Really? Yeah, d- and give completely. Me, give me one or two. Like, a, what do you remember? Uh, some old, you know, like some, some old, old man, <laughs> some old man coming up and going like, just as we're talking at our table, just coming up and bellowing, interrupting our table to go like, so here there's a big movie star at this table. I don't know who he is. Which one of you is it? They said over there, they said I wouldn't come over here and talk to you, but I wanted to say, hey, what's going on? Who's the big movie star? My balls and like, in my stomach. And like Will, Will Ferrell's college friend goes, it's me. It's me. I'm the big movie star. You know, I'm wow. I'm Mark Yablonski or whatever. And I'm Spartacus. Like, oh, hey, how are you? What are you doing? Well, so what are you guys doing in town? You know? Yeah. Like, like, it, well, like it's, you know. That's heinous, ain't Yeah. And I mean, and that's just the, that's just the kind of tip of it. But when, and it, it did get awkward because there were a lot of people coming up, like, could I get just a quick picture? We're paying our check. And he's like, well, when we're done. When we were done, and it was like where we all kind of started to rise and, and get out of there. Uh, well, they, I was already up. And I was actually playing pool with Andre 3000. <laughs> and, uh, and when he got up to leave, the entire restaurant set upon him. Really? Yeah, like there had been word going around, like, you know, he's waiting till he's done. Wow. He had to get his picture taken with every fuck, and I mean like 80 people. Do you still charge to get for up. the burger? It took, him, it, took him, it took him 25, 30 minutes to get out of that place. Wow. Because of all the people. I mean, he got up. They, you know, and the table got up to leave, and I mean, the I love, entire if restaurant. If I'm shooting this scene, by yeah. the way, there's a long line yeah. for Will, and people say, and there he is, kind of like with the same smile for yeah, everybody. Yeah. Then we slowly pan over to reveal uh, Will's college friend taking a photo with the old man. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, was, I was sitting there funny, and I was saying like, uh, I, you know, to, and it wasn't like to me, but it was kind of funny, like all these people like follow Will Ferrell out. Yeah. And I did say to Andre, I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, don't they know that we have Andre three thousand over here? That's and so he's funny. like, and he was, he kind of was like, shut up, uh-huh. like, shut up. No, no, he goes yeah, over yeah. the jukebox and puts yeah, on yeah. Outcast. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna hang out yeah. by the hey, yeah. <laughs> so. No, I get it. I mean, how many times can you nicely say at the end of the meal? I'm sure the first one is like, uh, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. eating. With my- I've heard stories like that where they go. I'm eating with my family. Please, yeah. please leave me. No, away. no. I, I, at, uh, I've I've started to, and I didn't used to, but actually, my wife actually she 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 pointed it out to me. Like, but at, like at Disneyland, if people come up and say, "Can I take a picture?" Yeah. I'll say, "Like, uh, not today. I'm with my family." Yeah, and it's, and people are almost always fine with it. You know, yeah, sure. I mean, and it, but it is like because. Yeah, just why do I? You know, I, it's hard enough to to keep my daughter in sight while we're at Disneyland. Right, you know, right. I got to stop with you while you figure out how your camera works. You and know? I can't tell you. It sounds like I again. That's a pop up of me trying not to sound arrogant. But I, I'm going to put it at about fifty. So consider how many times people have wanted a photo with me. Not that many. Yeah, yeah. Fifty times in my life, they've put the camera on their phone and then the battery died. Oh, wow. 50 times. Or I'm going to make it 75 if you include the times that people have gone, ah, it's full. I got to delete some photos. I'm like, you're walking around with a full phone with 0% battery. Or um, or it's like, would it it be okay if we take a picture? Yeah. Sure. Okay. 
unzip the purse, <laughs> shift around. Kleenex, Tic Tacs. Yeah, pulling keys. it out. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Hold. Uh, uh, oh, it's ringing. Hold on. You know. <laughs> they take like, it. Yeah, I'm just here. <laughs> I love it and I need it. Yeah. Tell me about Daddy Gosling. Oh, um, oh no! I just, I just think he's. Anything, I, I really, anything. I really like. No, I, well, I, no. It's, saw... The reason I brought him up is because you say, like, you know, like that. You said uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was scary. It's just like I always think. Like I think about, you, you know, Ryan Gosling. How, uh, just you know, like the Ryan Gosling of Nice Guys, which I really enjoyed that movie. I, I was like, just going to say, I really like that movie. Nice and Guys like how made me go, fucking fuck. winning he is in He's that movie. He's so funny. Yes. It's, but then, they're, cut they're, to him stomping someone's head in in an elevator and drive. Or playing Robert Church. Yeah. He can do both. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so offensive. But I liked Ryan Gosling back when he was on a, a, a weird high school at sea cruise ship. Oh, yeah. It was like Say by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, I like this guy. This yeah. guy is my thing. So I, I, I've liked Ryan for a very long time. Then I see the other guys, and I'm like, there's not – it's like an X Factor moment. Mm-hmm. It's these moments where – there's one that comes to mind in that movie where he goes uh, – uh, so she's a – Russell Crowe goes like a oh, – I want to get it right. He goes – Ryan goes, oh, she's a porn star, a porno star? And he goes, she's a young lady. And he goes, all right, so the porno young lady. It's like the hardest line uh-huh. to deliver – correctly yeah yeah because when i i did a little acting for the first time you know that like playing real person mm-hmm. not sketch acting and i was like oh my god the thing that i would tell myself and tell other people is act as if you haven't said the line before right, right. i know that sounds so obvious right right but it's like you're talking to me like you're just saying the line yeah please, yeah. please just be here with me in the scene he does it like it's the first time he's saying porno young lady yeah yeah, yeah. we rewound it four or five times we couldn't believe it yeah. so there are these x factor moments where it's almost musical or it's more like a martial art like mm-hmm. they they found the little window to chop your armpit perfectly yeah yeah and there's 15 of them he falls perfectly. Yeah. He picks up the drink perfectly. He smokes the cigarette perfectly. And it's really funny. When I say perfectly, I mean he's really funny. Right. I'm like, fuck, man. Right, right. Leave some for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. That fucking asshole. Yeah. You got to get Daddy Gosling on this show. I'm just kidding. He's been, yeah. I wouldn't want to bother He's you. been, uh, oh, on this show? On this show, yeah. Oh, all right. But all you need to do is have oh, me say God. that to you. I don't know how the hell I'm going to do that. We're putting it out there on the right. show right now. He'll hear this. Sure he will. He's a big fan. Sure he will. Come He's on. actually, uh, I'm having coffee with him after that. <laughs> I'm going to go up to you guys. One of you guys is a big movie star. <laughs> but you said that you knew, I will take any anecdote as boring as, as you want. About oh, no. I, just, I mean, just, he just I seems like yeah, a solid guy. He just seems like a very nice person, yeah. And he also. Um, Not a dollar. He mentioned There's me. There's got to be some Achilles heel. That no, he's he mentioned me. Smelly? At the, is he he smelly? used me as a. As a uh, an archetype of a sidekick at the fucking Oscars or Golden Globes or something. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, maybe it was it with Russell Crowe or something. I don't remember, but it was like he said something about like uh, Robin or Andy Richter. You know, like oh wow. You know, and I and I don't know whether he meant Robin Quivers or Robin of Batman. And it's Robin. fun that there are two Robins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he no. But I mean, I, I was watching, and I can't remember what award show. That's you know, that's how humble I am. I don't remember when I was shout got a shout out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what award show? But it was either it was either the, it must have been either the Oscars or the Golden Globes. But I I was sitting at home watching it, and then like was like, hey, wow, he just said that's me, you know? Funny. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Um. 
And it, it was like Joe Biden, Robin, or Andy Richter. You know, like it was like using the like, – yeah. I'm more than that. You know, it was sort of a put down too or, or, or I don't even remember. But I do remember like – Were you the third one? I, I don't need, I don't I'm not sure one. I don't know it might be the funny yeah one. yeah I don't remember <laughs> we ruined the moment by yeah, dissecting yeah. it I, I, no but I mean that was always that was you know well I'm gl- I'm relieved I'm relieved that he was funny because I was worried worried yeah, yeah. for him in a good way yeah. for that movie and I'm glad that he's a nice he's yeah. a, a nice man well we always end the show we have so you brought up so many wonderful things that we could kind of talk about endlessly but in the last uh, part of the show we always I don't know if you know this we always talk about God uh-huh. We've done a live one. So I, I'm sure I've gotten a quick answer from you. Yeah. You alluded earlier to there not being that much order to the universe. Right. Which is uh, interesting to me. So I'm just wondering what you think this all means, the meaning of life, why we're here, what we're doing, what happens when we die. Is there any sort of uh, design? Is it a game? Is I don't, a, I don't know. I don't know and I don't uh, care. <laughs> Honestly, I don't uh, – uh, the, the definition of agnostic is, is – perfect for me which is like we can't know yeah like if if there and and that's the way and that's the main thing i feel about it is uh and this is a very this is very much something that you learn in therapy is uh and and it takes a lot a long time to learn it but um what the fuck are you doing wasting your time worrying about changing the behavior of other people Mm. you can only control what you can control so what it all means, what the design of the universe is, is there some sort of, you know, paternalistic, maternalistic, extra, extra Pulse authority, it, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. But what I can do is not be a dick. Yeah, is to ensure is to ensure that my life is better and the people around me are better and that, you know, and it just kind of uh be kind and be conscious and be, uh, you know, leave things nice and tidy and, <laughs> and you know, and, uh, and, and that's it. I mean, and that's it. And I think that if, you know, and, and um, like I say, I have a couple, I have a couple of little slogans that I use and one is, is get better, get better, get better. And the other one is um, work for peace. Work and and I and the work for peace is usually I mean it in terms of relationships. Yeah. And um not like a huge political infrastructure as much as as much the, as the peace you can No, because if you today. if you within the relationship of the person that you're closest with, if the words that you say and the things that you do are meant to better the life that you share with that person. Yep. Your intention. And if yeah, and if that if before you speak and before you act, you think what what does this accomplish? Mm. Does this word do, do these words are they meant to hurt? Are they meant to elevate me? Are they meant to make me feel better about me? Are they meant to make me feel like I've got something over this person, mm. or are they meant to untie this knot that is between us? Uh, is is it meant to? smooth out the bumps in the roads that lay ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Like what exactly am I meaning to accomplish by what I'm about to say? Right. Um, if it's not peace, what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? Are, are you making the most of your limited time or are you wasting 
Yeah. Your limited time. You say peace. I and kind if, of think you mean the other thing. And it, yeah, and and if Avengers. You, um, <laughs> uh, Sorry. And if you if you do that, if you do that, if everybody did that to the person next to them, and then to the ne- person next, it, it's that's right. Yeah, it it's it begins. It's like the tra- it begins in a small cellular level that then affects the whole organism. That well, it goes back to uh, Gandhi. Yeah. My life is my message. And then he yeah. also says, be the change you want to see. Yes. And that therapy thing of you can only affect yourself. So it can seem so selfish mm-hmm. to work on yourself. Yes. But who else are you going to work on? Right. Your dad? Right. No. You're not going to work <laughs> on your dad. And if you, and even if, even if your spouse, the, your spouse, you know, like, boy, I wish that, I wish that there was more quid pro quo. Well, keep wishing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are you going to do? Wish in one what hand, you, shit in yeah, the other. Yeah, well, yeah. Which yeah, you got a shit hand, you know. <laughs> um, but I do think, I do think that like, uh, what's wrong with the world is what's wrong with the family, mm. and and what's wrong with the world is what's wrong with the mind of the individual, mm. and and and. Uh, if, if ego you, obsession or self obsession ego obsession and destructive not thinking dis- of others yeah not thinking of others not thinking not thinking collectively i'm sorry you know the notion of anti collective is fucking bananas mm, mm. the notion that we are not a collective and i'm not saying that we need to live on a kibbutz or that you know that i'm a communist mm-hmm. but the but the, the, to say that you're an anti collectivist is is you might as well then say that you are not what species you are. Right. We are apes that are social and we live in troops. Right. And we take care of and each other. And if one other. of them is sick or yes. wounded, we yes. don't start eating them while no. they're alive. No. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. That's right. That is how that is how we are designed. The ego can get perverted and be like, mm-hmm. I'm very good at hunting. I'm gonna kill three thousand deer and I'm gonna keep them for myself. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Nature has a response to that. Right. Those deer are gonna rot by mm-hmm. the time you eat them. Well, give also, them to the elderly, you yes. dumb fuck. And 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 our brains, I think in many ways, our brains are kind of too big in that we sort of uh, live beyond sort of the natural process because they're instinctively you having 300 deer while other people starve instinctively you there's part of you that knows that's not right yeah there's part of you that knows like it feels well, first of all why do i you know what do i like how many rooms do i need or you know mm-hmm. um there's something i just think you know that you just know, like you don't, That's you right. don't need this much, and th- and that when others are going hungry, but our brains are so big that we're able to think we're they're all we have all kinds of workarounds to be like, well, I feel instinctively like, you know, not that we all should have exactly the same, but that you know that me stockpiling and that me having you know basically there being no end to my ability to acquire or there being no bottom to my need mm. um or top however you decide uh you know that that is a workaround that our that we do because we're really in some ways too smart for our own good and also wouldn't you say not to point fingers i know we can do this on our own but i do think culturally and even from an advertising basis we get a lot of reinforcement that it's like it's okay Look out for yeah. Eating. Oh yeah, yeah. Eat more, buy more, mm-hmm. uh, have more, take more. Yeah, protect yours. Right, right. Get an alarm system. Get a gun. Build a fence. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's sad. Yeah. It's, I always think of that Native American story about the guy who had the vision of the future. Apparently it's true. Had a vision of the future of all of us living in rectangles and not talking to each other. Oh, really? And I was like, that is kind of what's going on. Oh, it's wow. a strange – we all know. Like, I, like when I was at that retreat, I was like, we know what it feels like when we're all together. Yeah. And sometimes we're singing so- silly songs. And then we went for a swim in the ocean at night and it was, and it was amazing. And it, yeah. And it was free. I literally mean it. It didn't cost anything. Sure, it yeah, cost yeah. money to get there, but we could have done it here. Right. And it was organic and it was natural and we were all fed by it. Yeah. Yet when I come home, I'm, I'm not judging myself. It's hard. I'm back on my phone or I'm back watching Netflix, yeah. which is okay, but I know there's that other thing. Yeah. And the social ape, as you say. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, a lot of people have this answer. I think it's a glorious answer if, if you care what I think about your answer. It, and Jesus in the Bible says uh, – the summation of the law. All of it is love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord your God. When I sit here, love the Lord your God, you address that as well as like be present. Be here. Notice the fabric of the chair when you yeah. letterman. Try and have fun out there. Yeah. Try and be yourself. Don't don't marin me. Don't be thinking about something <laughs> else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's what Jesus was saying. Love the Lord your God. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself and don't marin me. Yeah. <laughs> So I love it. Yeah. This is this is the final question because you've been so gracious with your time. We just hit two hours, which is normally what we do. Thank you. Uh, the hardest time you've laughed. It doesn't have to be a good story. It doesn't have to be the hardest time. The time you've laughed really, really hard as a child recently on mushrooms perhaps. Oh, yeah. No, uh, definitely um, uh, I uh, – <laughs> I would highly recommend uh, for everyone to uh, uh, do some kind of a hallucinogens with Brian McCann. Uh, <laughs> Brian McCann, for those who do know, he he was a writer on the Conan Show for years. He plays Minty, the candy cane that briefly fell on the ground. He also uh, he played uh, I can't remember the name of the character, but it was like this character that would. Like this idiot that would be in the stand or in the in the crowd. This is a lot of when the years when I wasn't there. Like I'm a coconut, <laughs> um, but he's one of the funniest people um, I've ever ever known. Mm. And uh, and yeah, and like back in in our old days in Chicago, doing mushrooms or whatever. Yeah, uh, just you know being like. We're, t- you know, that's that was on that was what was on the agenda. Yes, you know, like today we're just going to do mushrooms and then just like watch Brian. Yeah, and just and just <laughs> hang out, you know, like sit in the sit in the, you know, sit in the alley behind his apartment. Yeah, and just laugh and just laugh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, love it. Yeah, I can't see people. Funny people are funny. Yeah, but when you turn them into gig- like eighty foot tall statues by your warped perspective yeah yeah that takes a strange left where right, you know right. he doesn't take a left and his voice is strange right. and booming and it's the only thing that's happening whatever hallucinogen you're taking i think people will agree you're right there that's yes. the only slice of the universe that exists yes and it's the most fascinating thing you've ever seen and if there's a funny briefly fallen to the ground candy cane I mean, uh-huh. that's a win. well he too like he also would like he's he's amazing in that in you know having known each other now for over 25 years, hmm. um, you know, knowing him and being around him when he's like so drunk that he can barely speak. 
and he still is hilarious. Like he's still like he can barely speak and you say stuff to him and he's saying and anyone else could say like he could, you know, like when he's really drunk, like you say, to you know, like, how you feeling, buddy? And he'll be and just for him. And he would say something like fine. But the way that just him being yes. him, yes. it is screamingly fun. It's in his mirror. Yeah, he he once said, "I we were we were joking around, and I nobody was drunk or anything. It was at the Conan show. It was like we were eating a catered dinner or something, you know, like a a, a takeout dinner. <laughs> and he was it was at a conference room, and he was just playing like like just the great like one of my favorite things, which is like a Chris Elliott thing of like the the high status idiot. Yeah. Like the total fucking idiot loser who thinks he's like the highest plant, like, yes. like the hottest shit in the world, you know, yes. and McCann does that so well. And he was being that guy and he, we were just taught, you know, we we're riffing <laughs> as one would say, but, he, but I but I said like, God, you are stupid. And he went, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> And I, I mean, and it's like, it's a funny line, but when he says yes. it, the way he said it, it yes. was like one of the funniest fucking things. What's, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is great. That was like a hardest laugh and a mushroom story. That's yeah. Like, that's yeah, as yeah. Good well, as there you go. Story. Yeah, yeah. And he actually just became a father again for the- Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. He and his longtime uh, girlfriend, Ruth. Uh, and, uh He's dating an elderly woman. <laughs> he is. He is. She's Sorry, very, very right. old. No, they've been together forever, and then they just, you know, yeah. everybody was like, because he, he, he went, he moved back to New York uh, a, a couple of years ago, and it just, it was like, you know, it was like all of a sudden, it'd be, you know, it's just like they've been together for. He and Ruth have been together for years and years and years, and then it's all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, we're having a baby. It's just, it's That's just so like funny. one of those. It doesn't happen very often. Does he often still write for the show? No, he doesn't. He actually was just out here. Do, he did a minty last week. He oh, came really? out and, and was minty for oh, the week. I would love to have him on. Um, it, it, this sounds like the funniest Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, he's in New York, so if you ever record in New York, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's really great. I'll, I'll write that down. Um, well, I, now I want to ask you a speed round. Will you want to tell me a great lesson you've learned about comedy? Uh, it'd, it'd, it'd be... Um, It'd be something I said before, which is uh, um, whatever you're doing, don't. It's not about you. Make it about the make it about the piece. It's hard. It's hard to do that if if you're a stand up, I guess. And I mean, and it's one of the things that I didn't like about being a stand up. Or I mean, in the times that I've tried to do stand up and stuff, I don't like being on stage by myself. I just, yeah. I, it's not. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's it's just, it's not that interesting to me, and it feels kind of lonely. And I just and I just feel like I want this to be over. Mm. Um, so uh, I I I guess it would be, and even well, I guess even in about this the stand up, it could be if you're if you're if you're looking for a transactional exchange of you standing there saying words and getting laughs and you're looking at it as like you know i do this and then you give me that um that i think that that uh there's it, it just it just it's a it's a closed circle it's gross it's a it's a closed circle right. so if it is about if it becomes more about 
the sharing of ideas or even if it's just joke craft, you know, even if it's just like I just want, you know, you leave it open, leave it open, leave it like, you know, I want to even if you got even if you're just a guy that does jokes yeah. or a woman that does jokes, if you're a person that just does jokes. Think about like, well, that joke I could always. There's another joke I could make off of that joke. You know, mm-hmm. just just don't close it. Don't be get better. Know, yeah, get better. Get better. Yeah. There is a way I I would say to do stand up that's a we thing. Yeah, and, and the stand ups I bet you like probably do that. Yes. Um, yeah, and I but like it is a challenge. Crowd work people and people that are very sort of you know. I mean, moment. that isn't to say that I don't. I mean, jokes are the cellular structure of what you do of of everything. I mean, you know. Even you can and you can call things jokes. Like I always, James Elroy was talking about. Uh, he wrote a book in which he 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 wrote a number of books and um, that kind of you know were sort of incorporating. They're the American tabloid trio of books, mm. and in one of them, Howard Hughes plays a role, and he he and it was and I asked him about it. Uh, in the books, Howard Hughes puts condoms on doorknobs so he doesn't have to touch the doorknobs. Right, right, right. And I asked him when he was on the Conan show, is that like a real detail? And he said, he said, no, no, I made that up. He goes, that's a pretty good joke, huh? And I was like, wow, he called that a joke. <laughs> and I was like, it, but it is a joke. It is a joke, you know? And I mean, and there are poems that I read that are like kind of serious, but I feel like it's a joke. It's these are jokes. I just had this with, these are with Valerie where I was like, a roller coaster is a joke. Yeah. It's joking with you. It's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's flat and it's safe. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, joke. Yeah. Everything is a joke. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's movement. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I guess that's an even more liberal way of right, saying Right, right. It's not a story. It's not a joke. It's not an anecdote. It's movement. Just little surprises. Little One, surprises, you know, like little, yes. little nuggets of surprise and little things that are like, well, hey, that's, that's interesting like that's yes. not just right that's not a just two slices of bread with a piece of meat in it right you know that's that's something new the water was a little colder or warmer yeah. than i was expecting yeah 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 i love that all right i gotta pee really bad all right and i gotta go to work <laughs> oh that's right oh my yeah, god yeah. I, I gotta go to work i'm so impressed that you can do two things in one day oh well we have the guests say keep it crispy at the end it's just how we end keep it crispy <laughs> scary yeah. Thank you, Andy. All right. Real pleasure. My Z9 honey shoes ain't fifty. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters wanna get me. Now leaving Nerdist.com.